Episode 214. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftover. And we're the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftover. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the, the leftovers. leftovers. Yes. Uh, episode. What is it? What? Are, what are, uh, two. Is this two fourteen? Yeah, sounds right to me. Two fourteen. Oh. This is the last Jedi episode. Um, you know what? Let's just start off. We, we got guests. We got guests galore. I want to start off with uh, guests from last week. Of course, Dan West is back with us. Bono Estese. I'm not playing your fucking bumper because Jacob just. <laughs> oh, I was like shutting up. No. <laughs> No, I'm not playing your bumper. That's not happening. So, oh, okay. But right. Stacey, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Shit. No, don't worry. Being all professional. Don't worry about it, man. No, it's great to have you back. Uh, and not only are we joined by Dan West, but we're also joined by, uh, what, second, third time guest, Matt Kirby? Uh, third time, dude. Yeah. Evening, gents. How you doing? Uh, yeah. doing good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's, I, I, let's just jump into this. I want to start off right now with a spoiler warning. Like, literally, even before I go over anything else, it's spoiler warning territory. Anything from this point on could be a spoiler, so here's your warning. This is a pop culture leftovers spoiler warning. Today's forecast calls for spoilers straight in your dickhole. You have been warned, spoiler pussies. Alright, Snoke's dead. Yeah, Akbar's dead. <laughs> and still dead. All right, no. All right, we're gonna we're gonna get into all that shit here in just a little bit. All right, all right yeah. You had your warning. All right, you had okay, your warning. Okay. As we as we you know like just getting straight into it. Do you mind if I just pop my champagne? Oh, you got to do it. It's tradition. Okay, right. cool. As as a great man once said, "Heads up, champagne pop." I I enjoyed it last time a little bit more because you were actually in the same room with us, Dan. But I know, man. I know. Honestly, I think you just pulled up your champagne uh, sound effect app is what you just did. (laughs) Champagne soundboard. The point point of champagne in front of me would 
definitely beg to differ. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Let's hear some pouring. Okay, here you go. Alright. Or it could be taking a piss in a bucket, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, we, uh, this episode, I, I don't know about you guys, but I think it's gonna be pretty interesting. I, I have no clue what your reactions are. Uh, that's cool. one thing I want our listeners to know about is before we hit record, uh, I don't know what Jake thinks of the movie. We saw the movie together, but I don't know what he thought about it. I don't know no. what Dan thought about the movie. I don't know what Matt thought about the movie. That is 100% true with every episode of Pop Culture Leftovers. I feel like I don't want to be influenced by what they thought beforehand, and I don't want them to be influenced by what I thought. I want these to be our genuine uh, reactions. And if audience scores are any indications that this is going to be an interesting episode, um, I, I, th- I, th- I think audience scores are <laughs> are an indication <laughs> that it could be an interesting episode because uh, this morning Rotten Tomatoes had you know both The Last Jedi – and the Force Awakens critics ratings at 93%. Now, I don't know if it's still that way, but I literally just checked the audience score, uh, for The Last Jedi and it was sitting at 58%. Uh, that is compared Ooh. to The Force Awakens, which is at an 89%. So we are definitely seeing the effects of the changing of the director guard here from an 89 to a 58 from J.J. Abrams to Ryan Johnson. So this is... Yeah, a, I just yeah. checked. It's, dro- it's dropped two more points since you last looked. You've been <laughs> oh, at shit. 56% now. Shit. It's wow. at 56%. <laughs> this is a very divisive film and one of the best quotes i saw on reddit about some of the hate for this film the redditor actually said i am pretty sure that the salt that covers the old rebel hideout planet comes from this sub and so (laughs) it'll be interesting to hear what what this group of uh people think about uh this movie so let's go over the synopsis and jump right into this uh having taken her first steps into the jedi world Ray joins Luke Skywalker on an adventure with Leia, Finn, and Poe that unlocks mysteries of the Force and secrets of the past. It's uh, directed by Ryan Johnson, who directed uh, Brick, uh, Looper, Looper. Uh, The Brothers Bloom. Uh, it's also written by Ryan Johnson. Uh, you guys should know the cast. There are some a, a few new faces. We've got Kelly Marine Tran as uh you know Rose Tico. Uh we've got uh Laura Dern as Admiral Holdo and of course uh Benicio del Toro as DJ. Uh Star Wars The Last Jedi has a runtime of 152 minutes, making it the longest Star Wars film to date. And I could not pin down what the estimated budget for this film is. And I would probably say a little plus of two hundred million, if I had to guess. So, I would be right there with you, between two and three hundred. Yeah, yeah. Um, guys, I, I guess I don't know if if we if you don't have anything more to say, I guess we can jump into ratings. And anything else before I jump before we jump into the ratings? Uh, that this is probably the most divisive Star Wars movie of all time. Yeah, and yeah, you're <laughs> right, Brian, about um, us not talking to each other after the movie. Like, I pretty much just ran away. I didn't even see you when this movie ended. Yeah, yeah. We, I, was, I was gone. Yeah, we, we saw the movie with, uh, you know, former host Jay, former leftover host Jay. And uh, me and Jay just stepped outside, talked about the movie for a little bit. Uh, it was getting pretty fucking cold. And so, uh, yeah, I bailed at that time as well. So um, it, it's one of those things where even if we would have seen each other after the movie, we wouldn't have talked about it. So 
and that would have been awkward. So it's it's nice that you got to watch it with uh, you got to hang out with people afterwards that you could actually talk to about the film. So I guess we're gonna go ahead and rate this thing, unless you guys are. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Here is our rating system if this is your first time listening. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right. I I, I don't know who to start with. I am just going to start. I'm going to spin the wheel of guests here. Matt Kirby, what did you think about uh, The Last Jedi? Yeah. this is in no way a perfect film, but it's a Tupperware from me. I had such a good time watching it. Um, I There's not one bit I didn't enjoy. There are bits that I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit at, but um, we'll get into those as we uh, unpack it all. But, yeah, it's, it's a Tupperware. Loved it. All right. Uh, so we got a Tupperware. I am going to – who wants to go next? I'm going to get – who wants to go next? I can go uh, next, man. All right, go for it. Okay, I, I saw this movie twice. I saw it in 2D first time, and then I saw it in 3D IMAX a second time today. And um, the first time I saw it, I posted a picture up on the Leftover Army page of me with my head in my hands because I was so overwhelmed by everything that I just saw. And um, so I had to go back and watch it again to really get like an absolute concrete rating on what I thought this was. Um, and for me, it's a Tupperware. That's it. All right. We're going to go into it. Oh shit. Yeah, you guys are you guys are just uh this is amazing. You guys are just like, all right, there's my rating. All right. Let's uh, let's move it along. Cuz you yeah, guys are re- you guys are like Yeah, you guys are ready it's to like, unpack this thing. So, Jake. There's so much meat to chew on here. I think it's like, yeah, let's just do the rating and yeah. and move on, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, this thing's crazy. I'm with Dan. When I first saw this thing, I was a little bit bewildered. I didn't know like what to think about it. Like I I I Tupperware, I really loved it. But there's definitely parts that I don't like. Like, it's not a perfect movie. And there's, there's like, a couple scenes and moments I, I do downright just, like, dislike. So, but, I mean, the stuff I love, I really love. And yeah. for the Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker arc and the music alone, I have to Tupperware this thing. So, yeah, I mean, this, the good Star Wars is really good Star Wars here for me. Yeah, I'm going to so, tup- Tupperware. Um, I'm oh, going- shit. No, 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 that's not my rating. <laughs> Yeah. No, that's not my rating. Chill out, guys. I haven't oh. rated it. I was finishing Jake's oh. sentence. Um, I'm going to go into a little bit more detail before I give my actual rating. <laughs> uh, I This movie, it, it, it took me at least – I feel like – I feel like, I, feel like in, I, I, I have nailed down my rating, but it literally took me three viewings. Um, yeah. And I feel like a lot of that has to do with some of the things that I did not like in this movie. And I'm going to start to unpack things because we're just going to start talking about it here shortly. Um, Canto Bite had a big problem with a lot of things happening in Canto Bite. Um, mm-hmm. Not with the mission itself, um, just with the – with things happening in Canto Bite, okay? Um, but um, I also – it also took me kind of by surprise um, Ryan Johnson's approach to – to answering questions that we've had over the past two years, um, yeah. since the Force Awakens ended, we've all had these questions of who are raised parents, you know, um, how, uh, you know, who who is who is Supreme Leader Snoke? 
what's his origin? Uh, you know, who are the Knights of Ren? Uh, you know, how did Maz Kanala get the lightsaber? And this movie doesn't care about your questions from The Force Awakens. It, it, <laughs> it doesn't. And <laughs> it feels like the answers in a way – and. I, and it feels like this to me and but i can also i can also look at it from a different way and it won't feel that way okay it depends on how you want to look at it when you're feeling it in that moment but it feels like some of the answers are a mockery of us as fans and our rampant speculation over the past 2 years just like yeah. you know it's it's almost like Ryan Johnson's way of saying it doesn't matter none of that mattered okay none <laughs> of it None of it mattered, and it's and uh, you know there's people out there that are that are fine with uh, you know what, what, with the Snoke reveal or the lack of Snoke reveal, and <laughs> there's people that that are fine with it. There's people that aren't fine with it, and I, I'm one of the people that are fine with it. And I, I just want to say like like in this story, guys, for the people that aren't fine with it, and after I say this, I'll, I'll rate it. But for the people that aren't fine with it. The story is not about Snoke. That's what it's. A, Snoke is not. Snoke is not important to the story. Okay, that, that, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's the thing here. This story is about two characters. It's about Rey and it's about Kylo Ren, and it's also. I feel like this movie is also inclusive too, and it shows that anybody can step up and be the hero. And so, yeah. I, I, for that, for 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 the daring, the daring decisions that Ryan Johnson made in this movie. That I feel like that are that, that that I feel like he did not make the safe movie for the for the people that are complaining that J.J. Abrams made the safe movie, a movie that I loved, The Force Awakens. But for the people that are complaining that J.J. Abrams made the safe movie, I feel like Ryan Johnson took some big risks here, and I feel like for that I'm going to give him a Tupperware because I was engaged the entire yeah. time. Yeah, I, I agree. The Snoke stuff was A++. The usage of Snoke in this movie was fucking awesome to me. I loved it. And it was super bold to go that way. Yeah, 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 it was. And it's one of the, it's one of those things where, like, you know, over the past, you know, like, I, I think it was uh, I think it was after Snoke, after what happened to Snoke, I looked at Jay and I go, Snoke is Ezra. <laughs> and and Jay, Jay just started, Jay just started dying laughing. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's, it's not important, guys. That's the story. This story, story is not about Snoke. Snoke is not important in this story. Uh, that's not what it's about. How do you guys feel about what I said about how like these questions get answered? And we're gonna, we're gonna talk about all these things, but how do you feel about like these questions got answered? Do you feel that, that Ryan Johnson, this was his way of a very kind of like, almost a meta way of saying, guys, chill out a little bit with your speculation? <laughs> I, I think it's a little bit of that, Brian, but I, I do respect him because like you said in your review, he really did even back up his reveals. Like if you want to talk about just the Ray, parent stuff yeah like even though it's it's a all kind of a metaphor for uh, all the speculation was crazy yeah it's also backed up by what it means to the universe like you already spoke of how anyone can rise up and be the hero it's not just a it's not just a flippant fuck your speculation answer it still does have meaning and power behind it too which i which makes me really like it even more yeah yeah, I also like the fact that he's in a in a roundabout way he's kind of taken the whole kind of the midichlorian bloodline thing away 
because he's basically got, I mean, they say it in the movie, like Snoke says it, you know, as the darkness rises, light comes up to take its place. And so we, we're kind of, we're not like concentrating on bloodlines anymore. This is, we have Kylo and then they thought that Luke would sort of be getting more and more powerful, but no, Ray was born and that was the universe's way of balancing out the force is to bring someone else just as powerful, if not possibly more powerful in to, to balance it out. And that's what this whole damn movie is about. And the fact that of, I've said on a number of other episodes, the gray Jedi mythology is one of my favorite things in star Wars. And this movie is like, the like the the mythology in it it goes into all that kind of the gray jedi like the living force like um mythology in it is fucking it's brilliant yeah, it, was, but, it was almost made for me but it did it set up gray jedi i don't think it did at all i i but, i i feel well, like i feel like it's like it's like you make the force what you make of it i mean that's what that's what it felt like when luke was telling her like okay what is it that you feel inside yeah. of you he's like okay now he's like it doesn't die with the Jedi. How, 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 how vain am I to think that if I were to die, this gift dies with me, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah. Th- and then she feels. And then what Yoda does backs all that up. Exactly. Yeah. 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 The, but, but, the force but, is always there. There's, there's yeah. no, it's not, it's not brought about by the Jedi. The Jedi are brought about by the force. Yeah. It's, well, a, con- the, it's a constant power. The whole thing is that that's what the Grey Jedi believe is that it's all mm. about balance. It's all about harmony. It's not about good or bad. It's about being right in the middle. And that's what that whole bit where he gets Ray to reach out with her feelings, which was fucking hilarious to start with. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Um, when, uh, and when he sees, she sort of says, "Reach out with your feelings," and what do you feel? And she says about like the island and, and like cold and warm and uh, peace and chaos and, and and like light and dark and all that is. That is the Grey Jedi like mythos. That's exactly what it is, and it, yeah, for the first time ever, it got spelled out in in like dialogue in, yeah, the, in a canon movie. I'm totally not disagreeing with you at all, but I'm also cool. but, but on the flip side, I'm, what I'm saying is like I don't think that that particular I think it's nods to that, but I don't think that particular mythology means anything to Ryan Johnson because of the fact that like. Uh, you know, we had all this rampant speculation going into this about force trees. We've even had comic books about force trees. You know, we, we, we've seen gray Jedi stuff introduced into like rebels with like, you know, uh, the Bendu and things like that. And we've had all that mythology introduced, but none of that was really brought up in here. None of it was like explicitly brought up. It's not like we had, you know, Luke talking about, you know, the ancient force tree and, and blah, blah, blah. You know, like we had talked on this show, like Jake, do you remember when I was talking about how I'd heard rumors that, you know, the, the forest tree was set on fire. It was set ablaze. But I felt mm-hmm. like it was going to be something completely different happening to, to make that yeah, happen. Yeah, I thought they were, like the Knights of Ren and Kylo Ren would be attacking it or something. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it turns out it's like, you know, Yoda has like this Moses moment on the mountaintop or something. <laughs> and so yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that, that Yoda scene, I mean, are we just – how are we doing this? Are we just jumping all over the place? All over the place. I don't care. I mean this is just an open discussion. Yeah, go ahead and talk about it. I, I, I want to talk about Yoda right away. I think, the, okay. I think the Yoda scene is my favorite scene in a Star Wars movie since Return of the Jedi. Ryan Johnson yeah. brought Yoda back. Oh, right perfect wasn't it Absolutely it was perfect. perfect it was perfect it, it was puppet yoda it was yeah it was frank oz firing yeah. 
all cylinders. Yeah. Here. Well, it, oh it was gosh. it was it's the best Yoda we've seen since since Empire, and 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 it's the Yoda that we saw in Empire because I felt like when we got Yoda in the prequels, it wasn't that like. That that eccentric, you know that that that. <laughs> it was a little. It yeah. was a little bit, wasn't it? When he when he he set the set the tree on fire and yeah. he just started like tapping his feet. I was like, oh, he's yes. a fucking cheeky like, monkey. That's, 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 <laughs> okay, my question. My, oh, I love okay, it. Okay, my question. I, I, I thought Yoda's joke was one of the funniest jokes. I, yeah. As much as I've complained about the force trees, Yoda was like, I agree with you, Jake. We don't need this stupid force tree. <laughs> Bada boom. Now hold on, hold on. Who, who who put the books in the in the Falcon? Right, right. Ray put the book because Luke. Well, because Luke not- was on the Falcon, though, right? So I, I'm trying to figure that out. Like, like I, I think it, I think it was Ray. I do think it, it was Ray. But the, it but was the- Ray. There's a scene where she literally is closing the drawer that the books are in that gets okay. revealed at the end. She's yeah. closing it, and then they go on to something else. Okay, and for, that's like just her doing it. For people that don't know what we're talking about, they're in 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 the film, and they saw the film, but they might have missed this. There, we've you know inside the tree, we've it's the library that it, that holds like the 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 text of the Jedi, the original text of the Jedi. It's not specifically called the Book of the Wills, but it could be the Book of the Wills, and. There's a scene at the end of the, you know, the, the tree gets set on fire. Luke is like rushing in, and it looks like Luke is rushing into to rescue the old text that he was about ready yep. to burn. Like, like part of him just couldn't do it. And then Yoda says, like, the girl already possesses everything. All she, the knowledge she all needs. All the knowledge yeah. she needs. And Yoda's basically, you can take that both ways. Like, all the knowledge she needs is like already within her, but. It also means that she took the fucking books. <laughs> uh, yeah, but she's done rob you. And so at the end of the film, you have uh, Finn uh, pulling blankets out for Rose Tico to cover her up. But when he pulls that drawer out in the Falcon, you see the text of the Jedi like real quickly. And yeah. and so so we know that those books made it off of uh, Ak Tu. Um, I I'm telling you guys like at the end of the movie I was hoping like this would be the first Star Wars film to have a post credit scene of the <laughs> uh, just a ten minute scene of the caretakers cleaning up Ak Tu. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been hilarious. That would have been hilarious. And just, like, just so like just how like did a you guys find the comedy. Um, uh, hit and I like I like ninety percent of it. I liked maybe sixty. Yeah, yeah, and no, I'm about about eighty. I think for me, there were some jokes that I didn't think were needed, yeah. but the ones that they did have that landed for me, I were just hilarious. Even going right back to the beginning of the movie with Poe stalling for time. Was he calling hell. him hugs? Was, was, he call, was he calling him hugs? Like uh, I he might have done. <laughs> it sounded like he was calling him hugs, in, like H U G S. Like I'm going to give you a hug. Hugs. <laughs> we might we might have to like get the subtitles up when the Blu-ray comes out for that. I, I've seen it three times now, and it sounds like he's calling him hugs. It sounds like he's calling oh, so him hugs. Good. And <laughs> and I will tell yeah, you, I thought that was great, Dan. How did you think the the 3D looked in this? Oh man. There is no 3D like Star Wars 3D. And you mm-hmm. guys know, I've said 
multiple occasions i don't like 3d it doesn't work for me very well it takes me out of the film and i get eye strain and all that sort of stuff but it wasn't until brian bought me my ticket for um the force awakens when i came and saw it with you guys i saw like what 3d should be like and that was amazing and this took it up to like even another level like just watching like the the fucking space battles in this 3d yeah it's so good it's so good i recommend people watch it in both you know if, if you went and saw it the first time in 2d and you enjoyed it go back again give it a second watch in 3d because oh, it was glorious crate the battle of crate. oh my god yeah <laughs> like that, that 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 battle just like just just beautiful number one i mean this planet this salt planet um oh god let's we'll get we'll, i don't know it just it, it felt like there was life to that battle there it was artistic as well i mean you know it's they're like making designs in the ground as they're as they're getting ready to fight and battle and it's just it's just amazing oh my god i i don't know man yeah the 3d in this was phenomenal anytime like anytime of anytime like uh an explosion would hit the ground on crate and you'd see like the the red dust fly up in the air it was just just amazing and then uh yeah poe in his also, cockpit oh my oh, that's god so good <laughs> oh, oh fuck oh fuck man it's just phenomenal phenomenal even 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 just even just the little scenes of bb8 doing work in in the x-wing <laughs> okay that's one thing i was shocked about is how quickly poe got taken out of the x-wing yeah that was a shame, wasn't it? Like, Seeing I knew, we saw, we saw, was we, hard. we saw that X-Wing get blown up in the trailer. I get that. But I, <laughs> but I didn't know it would be so early in the film. We got one yeah. scene of Poe in an X-Wing. Like, honestly, I feel like, you know that, you know that, uh, that saying, like, idle hands are the devil's plaything, or the devil's yeah. playground? I said plaything because that's a quote from Basketball Diaries with Leonardo DiCaprio. Anyway, <laughs> I, I watch too many movies. Anyway, but, I feel like Poe, when he doesn't have an X-Wing, can get himself into a bunch of fucking trouble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Definitely. Yeah, he can, man. Yeah, totally. <laughs> he's so he's just, impulsive. Yeah, so he's hot-headed and he's always questioning authority. And if people don't agree with him, doesn't matter what fucking rank they are, he's right. like in their face. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's what fucking a jerk. Not- he is. <laughs> but, you know, but the cool thing is, man, that everything that he did in this film, like, really pertains to his character, like, from how we got introduced to him in The Force Awakens. Yeah. And I, I did see some people, like, next to me in the cinema kind of rolling their eyes as soon as the humor sort of, like, began, like, in the first kind of five minutes of the movie. And I was just thinking, what the, f- why are you rolling your eyes? This is who he is. What the hell does he do when he get, meets Kylo Ren for the first time? He starts yes. taking the yeah. piss out of him immediately. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's like, what did he say in the like the, his first interaction with Kylo Ren, he's being snarky. Yeah, yeah. How, how does this work? Do you talk? Good. Do I talk? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who talks? Yeah, I loved all the new stuff with Poe. I thought the expanded Poe stuff was really great. Um, I don't know. I, what's some of the stuff that didn't work for you guys? I'll tell you one scene that I really disliked was yeah, uh, okay. I, I, I couldn't stand the Maz Kanata scene. I thought it was terrible. completely pointless. Terrible. Ter- <laughs> it felt like a video game cinema scene or it felt like you were uh, at Disney World and you were getting ready to go on the Maz Kanata ride and she was going to put you on a mission. Like, <laughs> yeah, It was bad. I just didn't understand why that dialogue just wasn't given to Poe and we, we move along in, in a movie that's this long. I mean Finn tells Poe the plan. Poe knows the guy they need to go to. Let's move this along. Like seeing Maz Kanata was just ridiculous. Well, to me. it would it would have been it would have been better served had later. Like they talked to Maz Kanata, they let her know what's going on, 
Okay. They talked to Maz Kanata. They let her know what's going on. First off, she's not doing all that bullshit that she's doing. She's just talking yeah. to them. She doesn't have a Boba Fett jetpack on. She doesn't make the joke of, <laughs> she doesn't make the joke about there being union troubles because I felt like that, that was a slam against the prequels. Like uh, the was, prequel stab move. Yes. Yeah. And, and I feel like leave that out. Just have her sitting. Try, I don't know. I, on, I don't want her in the movie at all. I had no problem with her being in the movie, just not in this setting, uh, her in an action sequence. And then if you're going to have that, at the end of the movie when Leia sends out the distre- her distress code, have Maz Kanata and her band of pirates show up at the end of the film or or be on their way or something. It's just like no, I like that nobody showed up. That's one of my favorite kind of plot devices. But I'm saying I, I'm not saying like I I'm just saying like that's 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 how you make it work. That's Yeah, it's if, still better than what they did. If you're going to throw terrible. that I have no problem with them finding a way to put Maz Kanata into this film. It's just this was not the way to do it cuz I do like the character. I genuinely like the character. Um but yeah. this was not Another thing that the way was, to do it. Um Another thing that was super unfortunate to me is I thought, like, Finn was one of the best characters in the first movie, and I, I thought, like, he was really reduced in this movie. And I agree with you, Brian, that the Canto Bite stuff was some of the weakest stuff. Like, I can do without all the Space Horse plot line. Oh, man. The <laughs> Fathiers are beautiful. Beautiful creature design. But, like, it, it, felt like it, it felt like Ryan Johnson was just kind of, like, saying, like, you know, like... <laughs> Too many. He tried to pack in a lot of themes into this movie and a lot of lessons. And yeah, and I, and I agree with the lessons and themes. It's not sure. not even the point, you know. But it's just like, come on now. Right, right. <laughs> no, I agree. Uh, you know, the, the Canto Bite stuff. It, it, it. I don't know. It just felt like so out of place. Like you could have cut a lot of that out. You know. And I, I thought yeah. it was really good. Really, what was it that you enjoyed? Uh, I love the fact that we get, one we get introduced to DJ who I really enjoyed, but it was mainly the, the like the way he made them question everything. So again, like going back to the kind of like the whole kind of grey theme of the movie, him coming up with the like the list of all of the muni- the munitions that whoever it was he stole the ship from a bid selling that there was X wing on the roster as well, and like you know him saying well you know later on he goes you blow them up one day they blow you up the other you know doesn't make any difference and um like him him like kind of forcing finn to kind of question like you know is it yeah is he is he in the right and all that sort of stuff yeah i think you're talking about character moments i I think me and jake are actually talking about like you know and that's fine like you can have those character moments but they they're not 100 percent like reliant upon them being at this casino planet where we get this lesson that the one percenters are bad right yeah because i I agree with you dan i did like dj a lot too as a character and i liked rose a lot as a character and i liked finn a lot as a character but i just think some of the stuff they're doing is just was really like especially after you see the movie a second time i thought even more so some people some people like you've got people profiting off of war and like and it doesn't matter like who they're profiting off of because like the guy that he pulled up on that that on that hologram was like selling you know, he to you know we saw X wings and we saw Tie Fighters. You know, yeah. So yeah. he's selling. Yeah, exactly. so, yeah. So everyone on Canto Boy isn't bad. It's that's just what they do, which I thought was a good point. I also love the fact that um, uh, their presence on Canto Boy um, 
like spreads the, the you know like the influence of the resistance as well with the with the the kid people are calling him star kid or moon kid or something like that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And stuff like that i just I, I i do think it was important like to actually kind of um spread the kind of location slightly and i i really liked canto bite i thought it was i thought it was fun and yeah, um, my favorite part about canto bite was the uh, johnny williams music i thought was fucking delicious on canto bite Oh yeah, during, the, during that intro scene when they're zooming around and things yeah. like super excited to see everything. It's like a real jazzy score mixed uh. with Star Wars. Yeah, and, I just oh, did, I didn't like that one alien's voice either. Yeah, oh, man. Oh, they, uh, they, see, they, they part their jalopy out there on the beach. And, uh, yeah, I, was like, I did not like that. I did not like that voice. Oh, I was calling it Cletus from Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that was – I did not like that. I would definitely give you guys that one. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, yeah, Cantor like, was the most ridiculous part about the whole movie. It just – I don't know. Like it's the part that didn't land very much at all for me. Yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan of Canto Bite as well. I, uh, can we talk about some of the things that like were that we thought were going to be bigger that didn't turn into anything? Yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, think about like all we heard about was Porgs. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like there was a lot of talk about Porgs, and Porgs were not a big thing in this. I mean, they, yeah. you know, they, we, we've got we had some Porg moments and. You know, I mean, they, they were cute and they were fun, but like, you know, it's like, that's the thing with, and The Force Awakens did this too. Like, you know, we, we all like, okay, what's Constable Zubio, Zubio gonna do in this film? And like, we got no, <laughs> literally no Constable Zubio in that film. And like, even yeah. with some of the smaller things that we knew in The Force Awakens that just, just didn't really pan out, right? Yeah. You know what I thought was the Constable Zubio of this movie? Was the uh, evil BB-8 droid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, same. And, and and the resistance droids, the resistance uh, BB units, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. It, it didn't do. I wanted some kind of altercation between BB-8 and that resistance BB-8. I forget what its actual call sign. BB-90. BB-90. Yeah. You. Yeah. And but yeah. The, but the, the resistance BB units. You you saw them in that scene where Finn was talking to Leia at the beginning of the movie. They're just in the background. They're literally mm-hmm. doing nothing but rolling around. You saw two scenes with them. And like people, I remember before this movie came out, people were freaking out like, oh yeah, BB-8 was the big thing in The Force Awakens, so we got to BB-8 the fuck out of the next movie. And that's not what happened here at all. No, BB-8 was a fucking badass though. Every moment he was in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like, think the the um like the whole thing of one of the things that I really enjoyed about this movie is that it it it's a Star Wars movie through and through for me because like having like the crystal critters and the the droids are, are like about the place and the porgs and the caretakers and those fucking great big milk cow sea <laughs> things yeah, yeah. you know it's all it like it all goes back to um stuff that uh, people seem to forget that back in the day when we watched the first Star Wars mm-hmm. trilogy all this stuff was happening in the background and it wasn't until we got like the EU that yeah. other that these things were explained that these characters suddenly had names and they had backstories right and i think that people forget that that that's how it that's how it goes it like it happens in the movie and then it evolves yeah so everything having, doesn't need exposition yeah no it doesn't you can't fucking explain everything that goes on a star wars movie if you you know we've had like fucking you know 30 years or 40 years yeah. to get all of that 
to get all of that exposition now, but that's not how it started. It fucking New Hope come out. It's like, well, who are all these people in this cantina? Nobody knew. Yeah. No one fucking knew. Right. Jake, do you yeah. remember all the speculation about the about Luke's compass that we had? Oh, the Luke's compass stuff. Yeah, yeah. That, that ended up being panning out to nowhere. Well, it, and it, I'm going to go back they, to what it was. Sh- hold on, the- it was shown in the movie. Like they literally got a close up of Luke's compass while they were in his in his hut. But that yeah. that's that's all it amounted to. You know, that's it. And th- yeah. I think there was also uh, there, wasn't there like a necklace there with a red kyber cr- cr- crystal. Oh yeah, and just all the stuff that didn't pan out about like, um, you know, the kyber crystals in general with the foxes and crate and yeah, just there being any involvement with kyber crystals there at all. Yeah, well, that that wasn't kyber. That was just crystals on the planet. But yeah, yeah. Do you think that um, <clears throat> what was going to say? Oh, I, one thing I was incredibly glad didn't happen in this film that we we did kind of hear rumors about was. The porgs and the caretakers making Ray fight a giant sea monster so she could stay on the island. Yeah. That, <laughs> when yeah. that didn't happen, I was like, yes, yeah, she's there, left. Fucking hell. <laughs> we saw, like, the tail of some sea monster in the water. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah, it. I was worried when that came up. I was like, that looks really cool, but that better not be what fucking happens. Do you think if Ray I, wasn't there, do you think Luke would have been sucking on the tit of that thing, like, straight from his oh, mouth? Yeah. mouth to oh, yeah, you could tell. Mouth to tit, right? Yep. Yeah, you could tell. <laughs> yeah. He's a breastfeeder. Yeah. He was being nice. I thought the porgs were, were very tolerable. I've seen people still complaining about there being too many porgs, and I was like, it was, it was pretty porg light. Mm. Like, they didn't go overboard at all with it. I love the part where we got, we, we the movie starts, and like, we get Ray, uh, you know, handed Luke the lightsaber. He takes it. <laughs> the music, the music like swells, and then it stops. And then he just tosses it over his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. That was one of the best comedy moments. But the next yeah. time they show the Porgs, the Porgs yeah. do what the memes have shown. Like, he was oh, trying yeah, to light right. it, wasn't he? And this you had buddy one of, just sitting right in front of it. Yes, yeah, you had the, 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 that little Porg was looking inside of it and, and the other one was jumping on it. So you're just waiting for the lightsaber to ignite and kill the other Porg. Oh, God. We, that would have been so fucking funny. And, I mean, we've seen Luke look down at the lightsaber before inside of it. We've seen, like, on Rebels, wasn't it Kanan that was looking through, looking at one? Or, I mean, yeah. I that yeah. was, like, season one or two of Rebels. So, yeah, I mean, I thought that that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was yeah. definitely a funny moment. I thought the same thing when you saw it. First, I noticed that a lot the second time I saw it, the fork being in front of the lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. So... And then yeah. we obviously get to see Chewie just about to chow down on his cooked pork as well. <laughs> <laughs> and then another one whimpering. And there was <laughs> so it, it, one of those things where, again, like there was no like Chewbacca arc where he goes off and he like befriends a pork family or some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, thank yeah. God. That's a side book still, I believe, that you can get. I was a. The porg that was sad when Chewbacca was eating, I was wondering, wouldn't that porg be even sadder when Chewbacca was preparing the porg to eat? Like, I, I would think by the <laughs> so time, he, yeah, I would that's, think by the time he was at the eating phase, that porg would have just passed out. I was going to say that's probably why he looked so fucking distraught yeah. because you just saw him like be- behead and gut and defeather his friend. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I, I was think like, Man, I, that part would be way more brutal. No, I think that that porg is a cannibal and is like, why aren't you going to share? <laughs> yeah. How about one of them wings? 
<laughs> I, 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 Chewie didn't get a lot of, a lot in this film. No. You know, he got to bust down Luke's door, which was pretty fucking awesome. That was when they get mm-hmm. reintroduced again. Um, but I, I especially like the bit where Ray is about to leave the Falcon and she says, you know, what am I going to say to Finn if, if when I see him? And Chewie goes, and she goes, perfect. Yeah, I'll say that. <laughs> now let's start hey what did you guys think of like the one of the new characters let's talk about you know rose tico like i i thought that it was a i thought it was really cool for them to introduce Paige. like i knew we were getting Paige tico before this movie started like i had read about her you know i talked about her on previous episodes but I, I, I didn't know that we were going to get a, as much page as we got in this and i didn't know that there was going to be a page death um, and so I knew that there was going to be these bombs and with like messages on the bombs, like they've written things for like the, the first order, you know, on the bombs. And like, I knew about that, but I didn't know that, you know, every, everything about the scene that she was going to die. Um, I, what did you guys think about that opening scene? Like, I, I thought it was absolutely incredible. I, I, of course I love seeing Poe like in his X-wing doing what Poe does, um, frustrating the fuck out of Hux when he's like blowing up all those cannons. That, that was a great <laughs> moment. But like, I mean, there was that, I mean, there's these unsung heroes like Paige Tico that, 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 you know, she's like the last. And uh, let me say this about that too. This is one of the last moments in this film where you've got these unsung heroes doing these things that work out that 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 work out because like how do I, how do I say this um she does blow it up they 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 blow up the dreadnought okay she she makes the sacrifice she has her rogue one moment and they blow up the dreadnought okay there's there's dead but i mean later on the, I, I think this is the first star wars movie that i've seen where a, a small band of rebels get together to 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 do a mission and it fails they yeah. look they look like villains and a bunch of people die because of it for them yeah, to in fact yeah i was gonna say man in fact like they spend basically all of this movie running away yeah because every plan they come up with uh the first order like just fucking foils their plan or like with dj oh fucking dj selling them out jesus christ <laughs> that was brutal but yeah. you know what i mean it's like it just you know the the but the um, resistance, they, they fail in basically everything that they do, and they are just surviving. That's all they're trying to do. They're just trying to get in and then get the fuck out. Well, whose and they, fault, will, who, they will not let them go. It's amazing. Whose, whose fault is it? I mean, is it Poe's for doing what he did, or is it or is it Holdo's fault for not just fucking telling him what her plan was? I think that um, this is something <sighs> that I've been looking at, which was, uh, one, it was Poe's fault. He's definitely partly to blame. Well, he's definitely yeah, but as to soon blame as for she, losing the bombers. As soon as she yeah. explains what the plan was, that there was another base, Poe's demeanor changes. Like, yeah. that, like I understand. I get it that Poe is shoot first, ask questions later. And I get that he's got to – that they had to find a way – to change that character so that he's not that guy anymore. And that's like his arc in this, okay? But like yeah. as soon as she t- – see, that's the fucked up thing. Like if they would have made it out to be like even if she would have told him the plan, he would have he went against it. But it didn't seem like that. It seemed like no. as soon as she told him <clears throat> that there's this old outpost, this old base on this planet and they're just going to – they're just going to go to that planet. They're just going to take all these 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 vessels and go to that planet. 
and and then they're going to fight from there. He's totally 100% fine with it. This whole mission with Rose and Finn never needed to happen, which means that yeah. those people on their mission to crate never would have died. The only person that would have died would have been uh, Admiral Holdo, who probably should have fucking installed an autopilot into that fucking big cruiser. Because <laughs> all she said, all she said was, somebody's got to be here to pilot it. I don't blame uh, Holdo for treating Poe the way she does. Because, I mean, she it, she's in a hard position. Like, she's coming in to replace Leia. And as far as she knows, like, she's looking at the uh, worker sheets. And Poe just got demoted. And they even, like, kind of say that again to kind of remind the audience that. Sure. So that kind of helps me with that. But I did kind of pick up on that the second time. Yeah, but the, here's, the, here's the thing, though. It's like, also, the movie's not 100% explicit on whether she even knows who Finn is. She, She's talking to Poe, and Poe's explaining to her like his 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 plan behind the scenes of he's got a ex stormtrooper out there uh, gonna disarm this uh, uh, system on the the lead ship, and she's like she's like this is all news to her. She's acting like she's never even heard of Finn before. But on the flip side, you've got Rose Tico, who's a fucking mechanic. Who knows the entire story? I'm like, where was the debriefing? I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's that's an inter that's, that's an interesting point. Um, I mean, I I, I I get it that Admiral Holdo just showed up. They didn't show her showing up. She's she's one of the last remaining remnants of the Republic. The Republic got destroyed on the Hosnian system. She's one of the only few. Um, leaders from the republic that survived and i i get that that she just arrived there but you think that there would have been some sort of a debriefing right yeah, yeah. I, it's that's a little bit of a swiss cheese moment uh, before we skip completely past uh page tico yeah i really enjoyed kind of the unique star wars direction that ryan johnson did with her death like that's kind of something you've never really seen in a star wars movie the way we kind of lost time there in the middle of that scene yeah for just a second when she passed out, and she I thought that out. was a really bold directorial choice, and thought that was really neat. And the, the music was really swelling for the blackout. I thought it, it was a really cool moment. It's the dumbest thing, though, that the, 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 the way they set up those bombs in order to like to trigger them, you've got to use like this 1975 garage remote. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, open the Bombay doors. Exactly. So like <laughs> if, if you lose that remote, like you're totally fucked. Like how do you there's there needs to, there should have been like a manual like, you know, crank no, or something. There should have been a manual override on that gangway, shouldn't there? Just a, <laughs> yeah. Right yeah. The bottom, should just been a pull just pin classic Star, Star Wars always seems to worry more about the aesthetic angle than about the practical angle. You I know? get it. Just wants to I'm look cool and stylized. I'm nitpicking for the sake of, for the sake of comedy here, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> um, if we just go back to Admiral Holdo for a second, um, yeah. when... Uh, I understand where you're coming from, Brian, and and the reason that I think that she didn't tell anyone what her plan is is because you've got this guy yelling at her, screaming at her, calling her a traitor, and like saying she doesn't have a fucking plan. And she, one, he's just bringing everybody down. But I think the main reason she doesn't explain herself to anyone is one is because of the chain of command. She doesn't fucking need to. He should just like understand that he is not her equal in that sort of scenario. Sure. And also, also if she does 
start explaining herself to Poe in front of everyone, everyone else is going to be questioning what her decision is. They're all going to jump up and start like asking her questions as well. And time is of the essence in in this whole bit. The, so I just figured that it yeah. was this kind of like respect thing. Their lives she, are at stake, though. Like all she has to do, yeah, like like look at look at how excited fucking Poe Dameron was when she told him that there was like this 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 old you know base that they had on this planet was was the planet called Vol? I know it's it's uh, they called it the Battle of Crate, but like she ca- like called the planet Vol and like where they was, were going. It was Leia that told. It's told Leia him, that it? tells him when right when um, Hondo wake, is dying. Yeah, he wakes yeah, up on the transport right. and Leia's that's right. the one that has to tell him. Yeah, but, but yeah, like I as, just, as soon as it, yeah, that. as soon as he's told, he's excited as fuck. You think that like you think that like you know uh, Holdo could have gotten in front of everybody and said, "Hey, guess what, guys? You know what?" Uh, and same thing with uh, Kenix, Billy Lord's character. Like she's working. With Poe during this yeah. whole thing, like so, like not only not only is it affecting Poe, Rose, Tico, and Finn, but they've got like one of their high-ranking, you know, uh, officers as well in on this as well, like Kenix. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I, I mean, the plan I, does involve her suicide, so maybe it's not something she really wants to talk about with people. Uh, not just that, man. It's the whole um, Christ. What was I going to say? Uh, shit, no, I've lost it, Karen. <laughs> Jake, that's the thing. Like, even Leia didn't know about her suicide up until that moment. She, like, yeah. So that's the thing. It's like she, she could, she could have told. She told Leia though about the the initial plan. Like, Leia knows about the initial plan. It's just, oh, that's what I was gonna say. It's um, it's it's, it's beholden to uh, Poe's character arc because he's basically being groomed to be a leader. You know, that's what this whole whole movie is about for Poe. Yeah. It's about him. Like Leia and um, Holdo teaching yeah. him to, to be in command. But people so, died. People died to teach him this fucking lesson. You know, people died when he fucking wouldn't obey orders as well. Yes. So they've got to drill it home to him that he has to fucking listen. And he has <laughs> or, to or more people will die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So look what no. happened last time. We literally he, lost all he, of our bombers, yeah, you dumb shit. I get it. <laughs> I get it. It's just, it seems like, it seems like a lot, just a, it seems like a stretch where I think like the easy thing for Holdo to do, I don't see a good reason for her not to tell him. I, I haven't, I, I, in my, he's shitty. No, I, I, I have, no, I have not heard a good reason. And shitty, just because he, he's shitty is not a, I haven't heard a good reason yet. In I think my it's opinion. just about trust, man, at the end, that he needs to know his place and he needs to actually, like, tr- like he needed to trust her like he trusts Leia. If Leia didn't fucking tell him what the hell was going on, he would go, yep, cool. You know, he wouldn't care. It's, he disobeyed was, Leia, though. Leia had already demoted him. He blew up a, a bunch of ships. I mean, yeah, yeah when she was he, passed out, when, when she was passed out, he basically said, oh, what she doesn't need to know won't hurt her. It's basically, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said. Yeah, and then what does she do the first time she fucking sees him when she wakes up? She, she shoots him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I love that bit. Matt, I feel like we're shutting you off completely, man. Just jump in here. What no, it's all right. No, I'm all right. I mean, I'm listening. What no. about Rose? Did you go to Rose? <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, what did you guys think about Rose Tico? Let's start with Matt. What did you think about the character of Rose Tico? I really liked her character. I thought she was, she was a good, um, good character to play next to Finn and to have his, his character development. Aid, I suppose I'd call her. Um, I, I'm imagining there's going to be a love interest there in the next film by the by the looks of where he left off. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really I liked her a lot. I thought I, Kelly Marie Tran as Rose was probably my favourite character in this movie. Like 
it just uh, her introduction, I thought her story was incredibly emotional, and I thought that she did a fucking amazing job all the way through this. I just I believed every goddamn word that she said and every fucking emotion she put out. She was awesome. She was my least favorite character in this film. So really, yeah, and, and, I, and I, I don't blame the actress. I just blame like. You know, like how they kind of like set her up as to like, you know, she's gone through a lot and blah, blah, blah. It's like everyone in this movie has gone through a lot. <laughs> you know, okay. every, every, everyone's lost something. Everyone's been, I mean, Ray's lost. You know, Ray, I mean, everyone's lost something. Even, you know, even Kylo. So, you know, I just, I feel like, you know, she's I, no I, remorse. Hers did happen just like then. I just didn't feel any real connection to the character and then I didn't feel like the the kiss at the end was earned. Um, it, it, I'm not saying that she can't have feelings for Finn but I didn't see anything before that. That showed. Yeah, that I she, agree with that. That showed that she had feelings for. Finn. I thought the kiss was really interesting. I almost didn't even take it as a uh, romantic kiss. 100%. Almost like a, almost like a friend thing. It felt like that, and that makes but with me the, with really the explosion by. behind her, like kaboom. <laughs> 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 you might as well just had like a fucking penis jizzing all over the fucking place when that was, it was happening. The speed moment, wasn't it? <laughs> Relationship was built around uh, what was it? What's the line from Speed? Yeah. Um, yeah. See, it seemed like it could easily be a friend kiss to me. Finn's one of her heroes, and everything worked out okay, and she just kissed her new friend. I saved you, dummy. Awesome. Fucking love that line. <laughs> I think. Hey, I think she's sending mixed signals. Then, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It was a good read. I didn't. I, I really thought it was a really honest moment, and no. it wasn't really like a hundred percent forced romance. By I did. I, I felt like it was not earned. I felt like it was weird. Like I, like when you're watching, when you, like when you're watching certain things in certain movies, and something just kind of happens and it just doesn't seem right, feels kind of like out of place. That was one of those moments for me. Like it just, yeah. it just didn't fit. It didn't click like that. Like that shouldn't have happened. Like I, I, yeah, get, I, I saw it both ways as yeah. well. It did feel odd. You can talk yourself into it. Like, or, or I, I guess I, I could, was never I, out. No, of no, it, though. I no. I guess I could say I'm saying, trying. What I'm trying to say is I could talk myself into it, but yeah. I don't. That's not how I saw it in the moment watching it. Yep. It just it felt it felt like it was just kind of like. I, yeah, it's I, definitely a controversial moment, I think. But I, yeah, I really thought I really yeah. did think it was earned, and I really didn't even take it as like any kind of forced romance type of thing by any means. I thought it was a very cute moment. Mm. I like the fact that she represented the people that what you know they're, they, she's not one of the higher up. She's not one of the main characters, or she wasn't. You know the way she reacted to Finn and be like, "Oh my God, you're like this resistance hero," and then. <laughs> John Foyega's like sort of chin up and like you know pulling the pose and everything I, again like just great comedy from John Boyega but um I just I loved seeing like those sort of like the offshoots of the story and and like seeing people's um you know like their their uh perception of like Luke and Finn and Poe and Ray and everyone's most people have heard about all these people and even like um like Admiral Holdo like Poe even like looks at, it's, it's Aloesti isn't it he says it to he says you know fucking this particular Admiral Holdo she's not what I expected and so she's she even she has this huge background of like you know legendary stories and stuff and it I just find it very interesting like the kind of character dynamics that were going through it 
Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I liked I liked all the new characters myself. I, all fun. I didn't like. Uh, I did. I I didn't really care for DJ either. The whole uh, oh the stuttering thing, the stuttering thing. The 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 the, the choice that that Benicio del Toro made to make the character stutter. I felt like. I get it, man. You, you want to play these quirky characters. You, you did it with the collector. I, I, yeah, you know, you're trying to this like weird thing with the collector. I get it. And now you're doing it here. I mean, you, I think you can play a dirty character, but he throws in this stutter, and and I just felt like it was just he could have left that out. He just could have left that out. He could have left it out. But I actually have a friend that has that exact same stutter, and. I I just adored the fact that he put that in there. I was like, that's really cool. That's totally, I'm completely biased. I'll 100% say that I'm biased on that, but I really enjoyed that. I thought it was a, a nice quirk for him to have. Yeah, I thought it was fun too. I, I enjoyed Benicio Del Toro's character. Um, yeah, I, the swerve made me upset, so that proves to be it worked. Yeah, I, I know, I'm sure you guys thought as well, like, as we were going through, that he was going to actually be, like, the red lotus flower guy in the end of it all. And it's like, no, he was just some fucking scumbag that they that they chanced upon. And what does he do? He's a thief and a fucking scoundrel, and he sells them out. He doesn't just sell them out. He sells them out for a shitload of money, and most of the resistance die because of his decision. It's so cool. I didn't think, I never saw that coming. No, that was I, one of the... I was sure he was the master codebreaker. Yeah, exactly, man. It's fucking, it's nuts. And, and that's one of the reasons why I enjoyed this so much because it's so different to anything that we saw. Like we were saying earlier, they fail at like basically everything they do. And these like swerves from characters just come out of fucking nowhere. And you think you're watching it and you're thinking, Oh yeah, he's going to end up being the codebreaker. Like when they first meet him, he says like, don't, don't look at the rapper and all that sort of stuff. You're thinking, Oh, well he's, he's going to be the guy, but he fucking isn't. He's just some scumbag that they no, meet. No, I, I like and the, I, I like, that. I love the introduction of the character just leave out yeah. the fucking stutter that's all i'm asking like, <laughs> i mean I, I guess you guys, you guys can defend the stutter and say like oh yeah it's great like he needed to have that that that's part oh, of what made no, the character i'm just saying like leave that fucking stutter out i felt like it was a little like and i get it that there are people that stutter but like you know i, I just felt i don't know yeah, it wasn't it wasn't for you that's it, fine. yeah it wasn't for me like just yeah. just leave that shit out of my fucking star wars whatever <laughs> and i'm not saying <laughs> You know, and it's not like he did. It's not like he led some revolution for like stut people that stutter. And I, I've, I no, have, no, I have friends that stutter. It's not like he's like, f- like my friends that stutter are going to be like calling me and like finally Brian, somebody that that's go there. Yeah, you know, but you know. For me, it just endeared me to him more. But I kind of totally get why you know some people wouldn't like it, man. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, my god! Matt, it, it never Matt, bothered me, but I get it too. Matt, what do you want to talk about? You're very quiet. No, I'm good. I'm, I'm just I'm just listening. I'll pipe up. I'm okay. Is, you're, we didn't invite you here so you could listen to a live episode. Oh damn it! I thought I thought it was simple. Okay. Well, my my one big beef, and this is the this is my main roll my eyes moment, was the the layer. In space. Oh, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, that fucking annoyed me. That was the one bit I just kind of went, oh, for fuck's sake, really? I kind of love that moment, man. I, oh. I, I cried at that bit. <laughs> it was fantastic. The John Williams, he did the, uh, he did the Leia theme into the Force theme, and, and I loved it. 
Yeah, it was no, gorgeous it, to watch, and I just love seeing Leia use the Force for the first time ever. As well. Guys, yeah, but yeah. I just wanted to see it different. I, I think <laughs> I, I think that I, I was glad that I don't know. It, it was uh, it was it was one of those moments where I was glad I, I, I liked it. I, I did like it. I, I but I, I did think of Mary Poppins. I it felt like <laughs> the, I, the only thing that she was missing was that was a uh, was a spoonful of sugar and a fucking umbrella. I mean that <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it was weird. Um, but I, I loved it. I felt like, for me, I'm kind of um, all the Leia scenes kind of affected me. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. just seeing her yeah. on screen affected yep. me a lot. Like I'm, I, I'm legitimately like tearing up. And I, you know, I'm not saying like you're a cold, heartless bastard, Matt. That's not what I'm no, saying. No, 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 no. I, I, to be honest with you, I, I was actually okay with most of the Leia scenes because I've, you yeah. know, it's been a year. I've, I've, I've grieved. I've had my, my teary moments, but I was kind of okay. I was expecting to see her. What what nearly broke me, or pretty much did break me, was when R two played that message. Mm. Oh yeah, I that, agree with that. Uh, that, that was fucking the worst. That tore was the me biggest. apart. Yeah, I couldn't. Oh. Oh, that was horrible. But no, the the layer thing. I just I think yeah, it it was it looked pretty. It was it was cool to see her using the force. But I I kind of still wanted to see maybe when the cockpit, maybe when the 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 the, the what was it, the control deck was blown up, that she was. She created that force bubble that we'd heard about that then protected her inside the ship. Rather, you know, there wasn't any reason for her to be floating in space. Kylo Ren didn't see her body. There was no real reason for it. It was just a bit, a bit odd. Yeah. Yeah. But that's me. It was just a bit out of nowhere. Well, what what do you guys think about the the decision to not kill her off in this movie? That they basically went with the original plan to she was going to survive this film and i very much feel like the first film was han's movie the second film was luke's film and then the next movie was supposed to be about leia confronting kylo because we've seen han confront kylo in the first film the second film we saw luke confront kylo and i felt like in this movie when she says that we've lost him in when she's talking to the manifestation, the physical manifestation of Luke, uh, yeah. that mental link that he creates, uh, and she says, we've lost him. I feel like in the third movie, they might have been setting it up for her to actually kill her own child. I, I agree with that. With that prediction. Because, I, they definitely yeah. were building up for her having an even bigger role, I think, the next movie. Yeah, there was definitely going to be because we hadn't seen the scene of her with Kylo in the same yeah. room. I, yeah, they, they were definitely building yeah. to that. And to, to to your first question, Brian, yes. I am very glad they didn't kill Princess Leia or have her like go into the Force on screen. I don't. I don't think there was any way they could have handled that and had it not seem kind of tasteless. So, are mm-hmm. we going to get a uh, Princess Leia death? In the opening crawl next film? Uh, yeah. Or so. are they going to explain maybe that Leia, she is off planet or off world somewhere because they feel like Kylo would be gunning for her next and, and, uh, she's just gone from the story and, and that's it. Um, it'll definitely be, gonna be one something of the more. Two. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be A, though. I think A is just even more tacky than just handling it here. Like, if that's what you're going to do, you should have just 
they had plenty of time to just do it as tasteful as possible here. They have to have something better for us then in the next movie, correct? Yes. Because they have plenty of scenes in this movie where they could have – I mean like when they blew up that ship, they'd film that stuff. Like she could have died right then and there. Like, But I mean there were so many other great Leia moments throughout this movie. I mean that – that that we wouldn't have gotten. I mean, because so I, I'm glad that 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 Ryan Johnson didn't like work it into the story that she died in this one. I felt like I don't I don't know what they have planned for the next movie. It's like how how they're because we're not getting Leia in the next movie. So I don't I don't know how they're going to explain her away. Whether she I think it's 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 one of those weird things where it's like she's already passed away. For us to hear about her passing away. Again, in, in in the actual film, it's going to be yes. hard. It's going to be hard to hear that. So, and for I, the love of God, they can't just put it in the opening crawl. That is completely tasteless, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah. It's, uh, and uh, so, I'd rather I, that than them show it on screen for definite. Oh, no, me, I, I don't think either is good. Yeah. No, I think I think you definitely like hit it on the hit it on the head, Brian, saying that just in the crawl or, or have it as exposition from one character to another, and say that she is. Pres- Somewhere else. Yeah, you know? like basically, well, we don't like, have, she doesn't have to die we, in the in the film. Like Kylo, you know, uh, Kylo tried to kill, tried to kill, you know, tried tried to kill Luke. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he killed his father. Like, of course, he'd be gunning after Leia next. And so, like, yeah, that's like, a good point. Yeah, they put her like in safety somewhere. Yeah, they have a guarded uh, far, uh, far uh, away from boy. everybody. Yeah, exactly. That that's a, that's a really good idea. Witness then, protection program for yeah, for Leia. <laughs> yeah, like, the galactic witness protection. Give her the Paul, <laughs> give it, give it the uh, give it the Paul Walker send away. Where like you know, oh no, <laughs> you know I'm I'm, I'm not, you know I'm just saying like we it it's I I would say can we recast Leia it's, I, if they if they if they did oh God it's so hard I'm trying to think of like tasteful ways to do it to have maybe Billy Lord give her consent to say yes that's 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 a that's the way my mo- mother would want to be sent off or, you know, I want to be respectful of the family too. I don't want like Billy Lord to be able to, oh, you got to watch your mom die again in, in, or, or, um, hear about your mother dying again in the third film of the trilogy. Cause I felt like yeah. she got a lot more screen time in this and I feel like she could even get, mm. she could even have a bigger role in the, I in the third film. So, mm. you know, we, she was, they, she was better in this movie. Not only did she get more screen time, yeah. but, but she, she earned it too. Um, like her stuff in Force Awakens when people made fun of it, yeah. I really had not much defense for it. Yeah. But I thought she was really strong here and she'd, earned her extra screen time. She'd had two seasons on Scream Queens. So, yeah. you know, that, that helps. I mean, you know, when you're on a show like that for a couple seasons and you get a little bit more acting experience under your belt, it helps. It builds that confidence. So, I, you know, uh, yeah, I, I thought she did a fine job in this film. Yeah. yeah much, the, much better. The the layer scene that I particularly enjoy, there's two actually. One of them is, it's just a shot. It's where she's there, there on crate and she just has that kind of, um, that big collar that like goes over like half oh, her I face. I love that too. Just looking out from the doorway, fuck, yeah. that shot is just absolutely gorgeous. And I think, I can't remember who it was. I think it was the Collider guys said that if you just, just when you cut, obviously she's older now, but 
when they cover like up to her nose and you just see her eyes it's like oh my god it's it's it, it's our princess like yeah. right there i thought it was a beautiful shot but yeah. my my favorite favorite scene in leia was when she sees luke again and um he says uh oh shit what was it he said they're never really gone Yep, that fucking got me. I was wiping mm. away the tears both times, <laughs> once without the glasses, once with the glasses. I just fucking lost my mind at that point. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you what happened for so about three or four minutes after that because I was just crying so damn much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, this fucking movie. My word. So are we going to go into the uh, the big thing with Luke? Can we take a quick break? Oh, yeah. could, there's our Jake. That's the Jake I know and love. <laughs> That's it. Jake, Jake drank some coffee and can't go more than I, no, I, no, trust me. I knew it. I, I was gonna, I was gonna also introduce your bladder. Don't worry, buddy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know, I know there's two, there's two that come to this party every week. Um, alright, we're gonna, we're, yeah, we're gonna take a quick break for Jake and his bladder. We'll be right back. Thank you. back you guys are talking that we took a little quick break there you guys are talking about five years so let's talk about five years <laughs> yeah I, I hate i hated them i love them <laughs> i absolutely love them oh, i love their design i love their design they're like giant dogs oh and that you can ride oh, I, they're I mean, awesome yeah i mean i didn't i i didn't care for everything that happened on canto bite but i thought the character designs of the five years the creature designs i thought they were fantastic um I just I'm waiting for like memes of like you know like uh, Rose and and uh, Finn on top of it and people you know putting like Finn I'm your father and or <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for the one where it's it's Finn and Rose like on the back of what was that fucking giant dog dragon from Neverending Story called was it Falcor Falcor um, uh, yeah. 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 gonna see that that's gonna be a fucking meme yeah. <laughs> yeah. it also reminded me of like Harry Potter riding Buckbeak it very much looked like yeah. that too yeah but Harry Potter's shit in it so <laughs> <laughs> what'd you guys think of Hux Hux in this movie he was used a lot more for like comedic uh, com- comedic relief in this film yeah right? I, lo- I loved the Hux stuff honestly I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did but I thought it was great I was, yeah. I was a huge fan of Hux. He won me money, so I'm good. I'm happy with him. He won you money? What? He won me money, didn't he, Jake? He did. He did. What, I don't what? even remember how much. I'll have to scroll back or listen to an episode. Five bucks. Oh, five was bucks. Another, was that another bet? Another off-air yeah. bet? What was yeah. the bet? I think it was, was Hux it? had to have five or more lines. <laughs> I, I, I bet the under. Oh, wow. No, so I yeah. lost that bet in like ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was great, and 
like I said, two years ago now that I wasn't a big fan of him the first time I watched The Force Awakens, but I kind of like, it kind of grew on me, but I thought he was really good in this. And, um, yeah, a lot of funny moments for, between him and Kylo as well, which I thought was good. So where he was repeating the orders, the orders to like shoot on them and stuff. <laughs> Kylo like gave him that side look. He's like, what are you doing? Oh, that, <laughs> that was a great moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think one of my favorite Hux moments was when Kylo is knocked out and he's oh, just God. slowly reaching for his gun. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was great. And then he like wakes up and he's like, shit. <laughs> yeah, he was going to, he was oh, definitely going to kill Kylo. Oh, he was yeah. 100% going to shoot him. That was. I really enjoyed his toting when Snoke turned up on the hologram on the, on the, uh, on the ship in the first sort of 10 minutes. Oh, my and God. Just, that and was he just awesome. gave him the beat down and just dragged him around the ship. I was surprised. Oh, yeah. I was surprised awesome. because it was, it was through a hologram. Like, yeah. not necessarily like through the technology, but he was able to do it from like such, such a distance. Can we talk about, yeah, let's talk about like, like Snoke's powers. Like Snoke is the one that was putting Ray and Kylo into contact with one another. He was like yeah. setting up these conversations, these meetings and yeah, the mind bridge, the mind bridge. Yeah. And, um, Oh God. Yeah. There's, there's so much I want to talk about when it comes to this stuff because, uh, but anyway, he was the one doing that. And, I don't know. It's just like, like we've seen characters in the original trilogy, like Luke and Leia, kind of like talk, what, look, what it looks like talk to each other through the Force, but never yeah. it, it never felt like like we never had one of them say like I can see you, like 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 uh, we had Kylo. Yeah, saying, they were like FaceTime. Yeah, and Kylo was like. I, I can't – I can only see you. I can't see your surroundings. Can you see my surroundings, you know? Yeah. yeah so yeah. – Again, it was something brand new. Like not even the characters knew anything about yeah. it, which was really nice. I did love the way that um, – especially in the scene where um, Ray is under the, the Falcon and Kylo is like in the, uh, you know, the, the docking area of, um, of the destroyer. And it's really cleverly mirrored. So there's like rain – dripping off of the side of the falcon and in kylo's one there's like those sparks coming down in the yeah. same area mm. oh, just but this is one of my favorite things aside from it being like a kind of new force power and stuff like that the way that these scenes were shot and the audio in these scenes was fucking fantastic like the way all the sound dropped out and it's just like them and like the way they cut back and forth between the two locations was absolutely gorgeous it was so clever yeah i loved it too the mind bridge stuff was some of my favorite stuff in the movie on, on the second watch all that stuff i was just eating mm -hmm. that stuff up the second yeah. time now i loved it was there let me throw this out to you um i know i'm jumping around there, there's a lot to process in this movie and I, I haven't fully processed everything but there is um even after three times of seeing it there's there's a scene there's a scene where luke is, you know, he, he's basically, we, we, he's talked to Ray and he's, you know, Ray has said, uh, Ray, Ray, he's teaching Ray. He's agreed to teach Ray to use, not to use the force, but he's going to give her three lessons. And his first yeah. lesson is like why, uh, the Jedi need to end or whatever. And so, uh, as, is that right? Is he? He's one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so correct. Mm -hmm. yeah. The first lesson was the force thing, right? Is that the, it's, if the Jedi go away, it doesn't yeah. matter. It won't change the force. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. So, um, 
you know, we get we get the scene of uh you know him having her on the on the meditation rock and and then, you know, skip past the joke, but then she starts to feel like the dark side and it it literally takes her there. It takes her to the dark place, the the dark wet underbelly of Octu, right? Mm-hmm. It takes yeah, her Luke, there. Luke freaks out about it. Because mm-hmm. because she comes back, she physically comes back like like it drew her there. Like she didn't resist, and like Luke was all about resisting the dark side of the Force in the original trilogy. That's like what he did. Like he was tempted, but he he resisted, and like she just basically didn't resist. Like she was like she was there. It invited her. She was there. She came back. Yeah, Luke, yeah. Luke says you you went straight to the dark place. Yes, you went straight there. Great Jedi, great Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> Ray, just so I think Ray's just so curious and naive that she yeah. just didn't give a fuck. Yeah, she's got all these questions that she wants answered, so yeah. she is literally taking answers anywhere she can take them. I was just yeah, blown exactly. away. Like the first time I saw that, I was like, I gotta see this again. I gotta see this <laughs> again. And it's one of those scenes oh. where I feel like I can watch it six times and get something different out of it, and then I can watch it another six times and then feel a completely different way about it. It's just you, you can you can interpret it so many different ways. Everything yep. that happened in this film, even from the fact that there's a scene where she talks about when she comes back from that, she says that I didn't feel the force within you, like like you've cut yourself off from the force. Yeah. And so oh, I love that stuff. But th- here's Me so too. later on though, Luke is on the meditation rock. He puts his hands on the meditation rock and he's reaching out to Leia. Right? Yeah. Right? Now hold on. What happens here? It's a very kind of like if you're familiar, you know, I'm talking to our listeners. I know you guys are, but if you're familiar with like the X-Men Professor X and Cerebro, I got a very Cerebro kind of like moment here where he puts his hand on the rock. You see, like, uh, the vibration within the temple. Within the temple, there's that, there's that tile design with the water, and it starts mm-hmm. to vibrate. Th- th- that's what happens. He puts his hands down. They, 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 they then go inside the temple. They show the tile design vibrate, and then it sends the message of him talking to Leia and she says Luke was yeah. was that temple amplifying some kind of like jedi mind signal this mental link that he had with Leia is that what these temples did or am i reading way too fucking much into that i think that uh, that's where he just like basically connects to the force again so he's been like he's basically what willfully ignored it and then this is him after he sees the message from R2 and he goes, oh, that was a cheap move. Yeah, but later and, on and in the movie, the physical manifestation of Luke, he's on his meditation rock. Yeah. But, okay, for me, yeah. <clears throat> as soon as we're going into it, okay. the, 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 very end, the, the very end of the film where Luke – uh, this is this is the way that I saw it. He basically, we got to see what his powers have grown into for all his time alone and his training and all that sort of stuff. He, in my personal opinion, he Jedi mind tricks absolutely everyone in that area. And yeah. the only person that he doesn't Jedi mind trick is C-3PO because he's a droid. And that is why he gives him a little wink as he mm-hmm. walks out the door because C-3PO, not, like he's, 
Leia's talking to essentially nothing. So then 3PO just says, like, Master Luke, and then he just gives him a wink and then, like, walks out the door. And, and that's what that's the way that I see it. It's like he's actually Jedi mind-tricked everyone in that entire area, and that's how fucking powerful he's become. That's fucking awesome, Dan. I never even thought I, – I, I was like, why is he winking to C-3PO? I never kind of put one plus one together there. That's good shit. That is good mm. stuff. That is good stuff because, like, he, we, we know he's not there. And the reason, like, we know he's not there is, like, when we see him, when he walks – okay, first off, when Leia sees him, he he, he, he – he, like, are we supposed to believe, like, he – before all this happened, he cuts his hair – he stopped for a trim on the way off. Yeah, yeah. Way to great. Exactly. Well, that, that's the whole thing, isn't it? There's, that's she why it's sees such a him. Good scene. She sees him there's the way all, she remembers him. Yeah. Well, there's all these little clues that yeah. it's that, he, that it's not him. That he's not even fucking there. Well, when, that's why I love her so much. Kylo, when Kylo gets down and and starts to talk to him, and he ignites the, and, and they ignite sabers. He's mm-hmm. using his blue saber, the same saber that. We just saw get destroyed, split in half. We saw the exactly. We, we literally saw yeah. the kyber crystal of that blue saber explode, and Luke's mm-hmm. using it. He's not even using his green lightsaber. This is Anakin's lightsaber. I know it's awesome. And we never see it connect with anything, of course, too. And there's no footprints. There's no, no footprints. salt. Yeah, that's no the big salt. one. There's no so, footprints yeah. on the salt at all. That's it. And I have seen some people sort of complaining about the way that, like, Luke kind of presents himself. Not in his fucking attire, but, like, the crazy, (laughs) the crazy bit where he gets shot by all those guns and then he comes out of the red dust and he just kind of, like, flicks. Obviously, oh, that no- was one of my favorite moments ever. Obviously, nothing off of his shoulder because yeah. he's not even fucking there. But like, people were like, "Oh, Luke wouldn't do that, and he wouldn't fucking give him all this back chat and all this sort of stuff." And and it's but like, he would. The, the, but not, but it's not that he would, man. It's but he's trying to enrage Kylo yeah, exactly. to fucking blind him and keep him there. That's the whole point. He's trying to piss him off, and he's being a little bit arrogant because yeah. he all he wants to do is to get him out of that fucking walker to get him on the ground so then they yeah. can go one-on-one and he's just trying to delay it and delay it and delay it as long as possible. Well, That's this, why he did all that stuff. The he's, scenes... Yeah, he's trying to get Kylo so angry he's blinded by it. Exactly. Well, the scene serves two different purposes too. Um, you know, it also shows that Poe is not impulsive the way he used to be. Exactly. Because in this scene, you've got Finn saying like, you know, uh, you know, we need to, we need to help him. We need to fight. And Poe's like, no, no. And uh, Poe, the guy, like, moments before was like the one talking about destroying, like, the lead ship, you know? Yeah. So, so they, so they wouldn't be able to track them when they go, you know, into light speed. Um, that same guy that's saying, like, oh, just destroy, 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 blow up, blow up, blow up. Now he's saying, no. You gotta yep. know when to hold him. You gotta know when to fold him. He's going all Kenny Rogers. <laughs> he's going all Kenny Rogers and shit. And he's like, guys, Luke's giving us time to get out of here. He's saving the rebellion. It's yeah. he, and so like it's serving two purposes. And so we do get to see that growth out of Poe in this film. Like, you know, I was like, are we gonna get to see any growth out of Poe from like you know his failures in this in this film? Because like that's one of the themes in this film. Yeah. Is like failure is. A teacher, 
you learn yep. from your failures. And like this is almost said kind of like word for word by Yoda, um, you know, that, 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 that you learn from your failures. And we, we saw, you know, uh, we saw Poe learn to trust his chain of command and be, uh, not be as what, uh, Holdo called him like, what did you call him? A trigger happy flyboy. Yeah, I love that line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And so. Yeah. And we saw Finn, Finn in this movie. Like what I loved about his arc was the fact that like, you know, we've seen him for two movies try to escape and run away. We even saw him try to do it in this film. By the end of the movie, he's the one that is flying straight towards danger. Oh, you know? Brutal. And I mean that, that, that that's that's awesome. I mean he's literally – guys, you got to think about this. Like they, they talked about like that, that cannon. That cannon is a miniaturized version of the technology that the Death Star creates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was really interesting. I thought it was just going to be one blast and that thing was a, like just gone. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean so, there's, yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of um, there's a lot of teachings in this movie as far as especially like the theme that like failure is a teacher. You learn from your failures. Like Luke learned to, you know, stop uh, blaming himself. He, he learned that from Ray. Ray told him, like, it's not your fault. Kylo chose his own path. It's That's not your fault. Um, so, I don't know, yeah, man. And, and with, with Finn, that's another reason why I love Rose as a character so much, because she's the one that teaches him that. You know, she, she teaches him about, like, the loss of, her, like, her sister and that her sister died protecting the fleet and fighting for the resistance and he was going to fucking run away that's and that's good... like the first that's one of the first things that she says to the guy let yeah. alone all the other stuff that she shows him as well that's one of the reasons why I like her so much that's a good point i'm just like if i'm comparing the 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 bond between like rose and finn in this film to compare it to like the bond i felt like finn and ray had in the last film it's yeah I'm just not feeling it as much. Like I, I felt like I felt like JJ. I think I think I think Ryan did a great job with certain characters, but cer- other characters, like I just didn't. I didn't. It didn't work for me. Well, right. I agree, man. It's not. It's not as kind of palpable. Like you know, it seems does in the Force Awakens. It does seem like Finn was genuinely like interested in a romantic way with Ray. Right. And it it doesn't come off that way. And that's again, that's why, like you were saying, that kind of kiss felt a little bit weird if it came from like a romantic place. But if it does come from a friendship place, that we might find out in Episode Nine. But it wasn't clear. Then, um, it wasn't clear. I mean, no, no, no. Because I've got agree. I've got me watching it. And I'm saying, like, it felt like it was trying to be romantic and it wasn't earned. I got Jake watching it saying, oh, that's a friendly kiss. And I'm thinking to myself, if it was a friendly kiss, it would have been on the cheek. But anyway. Yeah, and, and, and there wouldn't have been an explosion. <laughs> and there wouldn't have been an explosion in the background. Exactly. Yeah. That, yeah, that, I, I agree. Yeah, it felt like in that moment it kind of like got like slow motion with the explosion, you know. <laughs> the, only thing that was, the only thing that was missing was like some Van Halen music in the background, you know. Like if we, we, we have our fucking loaf. I would do anything If they're married in episode nine and we time jump, I'm fine with that. I'm, with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. One of my favorite parts of this movie, and I thought one of the most shocking parts of the movie, yeah. was the uh, reveals as to what really happened with Kylo Ren and Luke Skywalker. And yeah. I thought Mark Hamill really killed it here. Like, seeing his facial expressions in Kylo Ren's retelling of it to Ray, 
and just how furious and angry Kylo Ren took him to be when he was, yeah. you know, assaulting him compared to the way when Luke told it and, like, when he realized the mistake he had made and the look mm. of horror on his face. And okay. uh, I thought Hamill just really killed it with these scenes. And I, I really enjoyed that storyline. Well, I, yeah. I think this is, this is my favorite Mark Hamill performance as Luke Skywalker, I think, out of any Star Wars movie. Oh, Agreed. I, I, I think that, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to, like, I loved him in Return of the Jedi. So I'm having a hard time here. I'm having a hard time. I, I need more time with this movie. I need yeah, more time. Okay. I need Jedi is my favorite one, man. So yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. I, it's tough, but yeah. I just love the way that I just I loved like the like just the whole circle of of Luke's character cycle. But I people, just think it's really interesting. People are gonna yeah, have it a, was so beautiful. People are gonna have a problem with like some of his decisions here in this yes. film, <laughs> and and I totally get it. Mark Hamill actually talked to Variety about this, and here was his quote. He said, "I at one point had to say to Ryan." I pretty much fundamentally disagree with every choice you've made for this character. Now, having said that, I have gotten it off my chest, and my job now is to take what you've created and do my best to realize your vision. So it's – I'm I'm kind of siding with Mark here. Like I I get it. I, I never felt like that, that, that this would be the Luke – that we're dealing with. Like, I never thought that that, and this is what happened in the film. It basically got to the point where Luke was starting to get these inkling, these, these inklings that these feelings that he was, he was, um, being seduced by the dark side, being seduced by Snoke. And then one, he just, he really wanted to dig in. He really wanted to get in there and find out, you know, like how bad this is. And, and, and he got a glimpse of the future and what he thought was the future for Kylo Ren, and he thought that he would that he would kill him. And I mean, I, I don't know if you, you guys if you guys have read Bloodlines, and it's been a while since I've read it, but it in in, in Bloodlines, it I'm paraphrasing, but it basically says something like Leia says something about Snoke influencing Kylo, you know, Ben. Before he was even born, so wow, really? Yes. So, like, this is—I mean, this is this this is, this goes way back. Like, 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 Snoke has been like, you know, like molding this kid and like influencing him for a long time. And so, I mean, there's—it's one of those things where um, I wanted to believe, but there's nothing in the movie that that that. Uh, that points this out. Part of me wanted to believe being like a Luke Skywalker purist, like Luke, that's not my Luke. Luke would never do that. Part of me wanted to believe that Luke was being manipulated by Snoke, that Snoke was controlling him or my, or, or yes. putting thoughts in his head. That it, was where my, that was where I went. Yes. It, Straight away. I was like, that's not Luke. Luke's not doing that on purpose. He's, he's being manipulated by Snoke, but it's never, to it's force ne- Kylo to turn. Yeah. But it's never, it's never, it's never touched upon Matt. And that's no. the thing. That's, that's the thing. Like, like I can come to, I can like think that to myself, but, the, but the film never even alludes to that. So yeah, that's interesting. I so, that, that I'm fine with that facet of the character because I think I take Luke's telling as really what happened and it's just a momentary lapse of weakness. It's not like he was really ever going to go through with it. 
And in his version, the lightsaber is already off, right? Like Kylo Ren sees him with the unarmed lightsaber by the time Kylo Ren sees him in what turns out to be the true vision. No, no, he doesn't turn it off. Oh, really? I thought he I thought he already had it off when Kylo Ren saw him and he turns no, it back on. No, but you definitely you're definitely correct in that he says it was it was an instance of of doubt. And it was he said I reacted on pure instinct. So he like struck up the lightsaber and then straight away after he did it he realized what a terrible mistake he had made and he said he felt shame and then he looks down and kylo's looking at him and he says and the last thing i saw was the look in a scared boy's eyes and i've i've heard some people say in the script this isn't any good and i'm like what the fuck are you talking about yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. that is amazing stupid. <laughs> not stupid man but the look of a scared boy whose master failed him that's it yeah, yeah. what what that's oh, so man. fucking i know how that's can you not like seeds. that <laughs> yeah. I, I really did th- i must be crazy i don't i've seen it twice but i thought he looks at his saber you see the remorse in his face for having the idea he turns his saber off but kylo still sees him armed like with the saber in striking position even though it's not on anymore no, I'm and then he sure turns it back that. on to black kylo uh, well, that could be right, but I'm pretty sure that it's I'm just pretty still sure it's on because the lightsaber is the only light in the room. It feels yeah. like, yeah, it's like it's, it's, it's the reflection in off Kylo's his face. He's staring at him. Yeah, it's off. It's off of his face and his skin. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Oh my God! Man. What what powerful imagery though when when mm-hmm. when Kylo just rips the roof off that motherfucker. Right? So yeah. Good. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. You, 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 we're talking about, we're talking about like Luke talking about, I've only seen this kind of power before, once before, and it didn't, it didn't worry me then, but it does now. Like, that's that kind of power that we witnessed. The, it, like, that's, that's insane. Kylo just went off. So basically, Kylo just destroys the temple that night, and then like, kills like some of the, some of the Church of the Force. Okay, you know, um, he ki- there's that one guy that we saw in the vision from The Force Awakens. He kills like that one um, guy who's a member of the Church of the Force, like a guard, and kills him. And then there's 12, 12 students. Kylo makes 13. And so Kylo kills the students that are loyal to Luke and takes the other like six that would be the Knights of Ren, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. do you think we're going to get them in Episode Nine? Because I really want to see the Knights of Ren. Yeah. What happened? Did Kylo just eventually get mad at them and kill them too? I mean, what's going on? It might have been part. Of, it might have been killed them. Yeah. Well, it might have been part Ooh. of his training. It might have been part of Kylo's training too. Yeah, that's to, true. To kill. Snoke had Kylo killed the Knights of Ren one by one. Yeah. I mean, it was like one of those things where, like, you know, in order to get to the point where he could kill his own father. He'd probably it, – it, it's almost like, you know, when you watch like the movie 300 with like the Spartans grow up together and they train together and they fight together. Then all of a sudden it's like now they got to turn on each other, you know? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know like you got to be a pretty evil son of a bitch to kill, to kill men, other men that you fought with. So in order to get ahead. So like I don't know. That that might be the story. And it also might be just like another thing that Ryan Johnson didn't feel was important. But J.J. might. We don't I, see that's that's what's interesting about the next film is like passing the baton back to J.J. Abrams to see. I, let me ask you this real quick before we talk about because I I don't care how long we go tonight. I really don't. I don't give a shit how long we go tonight. Would oh, you, ditto. 
Would you guys want to see if you had your choice? Would you want to see Ryan Johnson come back and direct episode nine? Yes. Or would you? Okay, Dan answered the question. <laughs> so I'm going I'm I'm to start. I'm, I'm going to start with Dan next. But I'm going to. The question is: Would you like to see Ryan Johnson come back and finish this trilogy, or would you like to see what JJ is going to do now that Ryan Johnson has set up this middle chapter? So Dan, you said yes. You want Ryan Johnson to come back in in a perfect world. Why is that? Uh, it's because this movie gave us something different that I haven't seen. You know, it kind of it expanded like the, the universe in in a different way, like in a lot of other kind of you know in different societies and different like places, you know, and the classes like with Canto Bite and all that sort of stuff, and like the and the the breach of the resistance being like legend and law. It's all really interesting stuff, and it's all things that that I'm into. So that's one of the reasons that. I, I would love him to come back, but also because at the end of the day, I actually prefer this to The Force Awakens. Oh, that's another question I got for you guys. Mm. Yeah, Jake. <laughs> Jake, what are you thinking? Would you want Ryan yeah. to come back? Would you want Ryan to come back? And which film did you like better? Man, I, I'll answer both at once, just like Dan. This is really tough for me still, though. I'm still kind of wrestling with this. Yeah. But my my gut feeling right now is that I like Force Awakens better. And, um, I, you know what? I, I wish it wasn't just JJ coming back. I kind of wish we could get three different people involved with this. But I, I'd rather have JJ than Ryan Johnson do it again. I, I think I would. I, I want to see what JJ's going to do. Give and me I'm a why. I've got to know huh? why, Jake. Give me a why. Why do you want JJ to come? I got to know why. And I'm not saying I mean, it's because For- I, I like Force Awakens is the better movie to me. It's, um, at the end of the day, I kind of want, my Star Wars movie to feel a little bit more like a popcorn, super fun movie than this did. And I don't know. I just, I, I'm, I like a JJ Star Wars movie. I'm excited to see that again. Matt. Um, the, uh, I think I'd like to see, Ryan, <laughs> I think I'd like to see Ryan Johnson carry on, to be honest. Um, mirroring what Dan said is, is he, what he's done and, and, He's bought us something new. Yeah. See, he hasn't yeah. hasn't done a, a cookie cutter Star Wars film. He's 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 put a bit more comedy in there. He's he's put a bit more feeling in there as well. I think with this one, he's yeah. not just gone. All right, well, Force Awakens was a a second rate New Hope. Let's do a, a second rate Empire Strikes Back and just try and continue this trend. Right. Um, right. I think that's great. Um, as for my as for which one I prefer. I at the moment because I've only seen the Last Jedi once because um, I didn't get a chance to go today. I will be going next week to see it in three D. Um, I Force Awakens is my is my preferred one at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But I should ima- I can ima- I can see that changing as the more and more I get to watch the Last Jedi. I, I can see it changing just talking about it too, Matt. Like yeah, it's like I definitely like. I, yeah, well, I need to see it like eight. There are times. bits in there are bits in the Last Jedi that I think are far superior to the yeah. to bits in Force Awakens, and vice versa. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah. yeah it's there, I, the, see. I, honestly, I think like I think like oh god. Here, okay. Let me. Okay. I I would me personally. I would love to see Ryan Johnson come back and direct episode nine. Now, for the sake of the fans and for the sake of the 58% of the uh, (laughs) – on on Rotten Tomatoes for the audience, you know, uh, satisfaction, whatever, um, I I want J.J. to come back to (laughs) – does that make sense? 
Yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, you but, want Star Wars? Yeah. I don't really care if Star Wars is in favor with the masses, though. For me, no. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I get the, prequel, the prequels weathered me to not giving a shit about that. <laughs> no, I no. Like, see the thing. Yeah, the thing is, though, I think I think that I think fans were not ready. Fans were expecting to get – they wanted real answers. They wanted their theories to be right. I wanted my Snoke theory to be the right theory. And I, they wanted their Dark Empire movie. Yes. And they didn't get that. There was still levity in there, which yes. I thought was fucking great. Yes, yes. I mean that's the thing. It's like they wanted like – oh, they wanted – you know, uh, Ray should be a uh, Skywalker or Ray should be uh, – I was one of the people that saying Ray is going to be a Kenobi. But when, mm-hmm. when, when they – was- when the big I was reveal, so happy she was nobody. When the big reveal that she was nobody, that her parents were uh, basically uh, like like uh, scavengers that were uh, that 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 sold her for drinks. That basically she's like she's fucking Joe Dirt in the Star yeah. in the Star yeah. Wars universe. I, I took I took it as her parents were fucking meth heads too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So graves in the desert, wasn't it? That was the, was the line. And and and, and oh, yeah. there's going to be people. There's going to be people that say, "Oh well, that doesn't mean that they are nobodies. That he could have just been lying." But he said, "He said Ray." They really cemented it. He said, "Ray, search your feelings. You know it to be true." Ray's yeah. crying. You've always known. She yeah. knew, and and that's guys. Her there's no, there's nothing else. Her she's not a Skywalker. She's not a Kenobi. This whole movie, at the end of the day, it, one of the main themes in this movie is that lineage does not matter in the Star Wars universe anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lineage, yeah, I think what was really awesome, what was really awesome, Brian, is that like her being so powerful in the Force actually fed into her fantasy that she had built up about her parents even mattering. Mm. And I thought Ryan Johnson was brilliant in kind of exploring that thematic. It was yeah. like, you know, that that's what she had to get over. But the, all the Force and all the Jedi stuff was even more feeding into her fantasy that she's important. She has important lineage. It matters, you know. Mm. I thought that was an interesting undercurrent storyline. Do you think yeah. that JJ would have made this decision, or do you think if JJ had control of this film, that Ray would have been that Kenobi, or Ray would have been that Skywalker, or Ray would have been that Solo? Like that moment where, like, <laughs> we're like, we're like, Ray is confronted with Kylo Ren, and the whole reason that they've been able to communicate back and forth was the same reason that Luke and Leia were able to communicate back and forth because they were brother and sister. Do you think that JJ would have done this? This just this class. Classic, like you know, uh, Star Wars stuff. Like, like Ryan Johnson threw monkey wrenches, dude. Every fucking turn, like every, you know what I'm saying? Like Big every fucking spammers. Exactly, man. Like, do, what do you think? Like, I, I think, like, I think this movie. I don't know, man. This movie. I think people. At the end of the day, that 58% score on Rotten Tomatoes, like by the time we get episode nine, if JJ can land this motherfucker on a great ending, if he can land it on a great ending, people will finally realize that 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 ending that we got for episode nine, the only way we would have got there is if we had episode eight. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I think that's that interesting. If, I think if JJ uh, gets his way, because he often does – Ray might even end up being his sister. He'll go, they'll just go, oh, no, he just lied. Well, no. And then they'll fucking rewrite everything. See, it, boo. You know? now, 
Right, that's one of the reasons I loved it. I'm going to yeah. probably make myself look a fool now, Brian. But did you Yay. did you did you do what I asked? Yes, did I did. Did you look at the lightsaber? I did look at that. Uh, you told me to look at the holster, the hilt, the, the hilt, the, the hilt, the, the, hilt. the hilt of it. Yeah, is it is that Luke's old lightsaber? From what I could tell, I mean, from what I could tell, I thought it was. See, now I'm wondering whether at some point between Return and Force Awakens, Luke, or even before he got the Jedi School, this is my theory that I'm yeah. working at the moment. Yeah, is Luke went and found that lightsaber from somewhere, obviously wherever it was, and gave it to Kylo. Because it is his grandfather's. It's yeah. his training saber. That is why that saber contains the Force memories that Rey saw in Force Awakens. And that is why their link is so strong. Because the saber calls to both of them. So which is why Kylo, and it says, that belongs to me. Not because it was... Yeah. yeah. Because it was his saber. How did and that's Ma- why they had such pull over it. How did Maz get it, and how did Luke get it that, back? That's that's yeah. that's what we're going to find out, right? Yeah, but that I, I don't be... think we will find out. I reckon they're just going to yeah. leave it. But that, the, all I'm saying, Dan, is that may well be how JJ can then link the two of them together to make it make sense of okay. their connection. Where does JJ go? And like, that's one of the big questions coming out of this film. There's there's still so much I want to unpack. Like, we are far from done. <laughs> but like, one of the questions that people have been asking is like, where does the next film go? Where does it go? Like, what are the continuing threads in this film? Like, where can we go now? Because like before, it was like. Okay, we've got to answer the question of who is Snoke, who's Ray's parents, what about Luke Skywalker? The, uh, we got our answers. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. Snoke's dead. He was nobody. He wasn't important to the story. Uh, Ray's parents were nobodies. They're not important to the story. But <laughs> the end of this film is just bizarre. With with yeah. uh, with we got. It feels uh, like the end of a trilogy, doesn't it? Almost. Yeah, we got. Yeah, I hope where they go is like the end of this film makes me feel like where they need to go is we have to take a time jump, right? Yes. What's important now is more Jedi, and what's going to become of that, and what's going to become of you know. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah, we need we 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 need to build up. The resistance, right? We need to build them up. I mean, like they're decimated. They're they're decimated. Yeah, and and no one seems to give a crap. They used Princess Leia's codes, and still no one showed no up. No one so showed they really up. need. They yeah. need better PR. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. And, and they they got it with Luke, dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, hey, what about that look? What about that look? This movie also. This movie also made it seem like that was the first time that Ray had met Poe, but in the novelization they meet each other. So Ryan oh, really? Johnson, yeah. Ryan Johnson, totally didn't give a fuck about the novelization of the Force Awakens, <laughs> <laughs> because in the novelization for the Force Awakens, which should be canon if we're going by other films, uh, Ray meets Poe at the end of the film, and she sees. Poe and in her her inner monologue is that he looks pleasing to her. She she feels she Ooh. she thinks that this man is very attractive. And like in this film, they play it off like this is the first time that they've met each other. She says, "I'm Ray." He's like, "I know," which is basically, did he say, "I know"? And that's like a yeah, Han so- that's like a Han Solo moment. Like, "I yeah. love you." <laughs> I know. Um, and yeah. so, do they talk in the novel in the first in the? Yes, I, I okay. think. Oh, I very have to briefly. Go, I think yeah. they have a quick, like a quick word, but not. It's not in depth. That's a good question, they, though, Jake. Yeah. Did they introduce them like by names or not? Do you know? 
Remember? I don't remember. Because if they don't talk, then everything you describe really works for what ends up happening in this movie. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. But hey, Matt, do you, I, it's been two years since I listened to the Audible book. So. Yeah, it's been about a year for me, so yeah. I couldn't I couldn't guarantee anything. But yeah, um, but all I remember is that she she says it, it, like her inner monologue is like this man looks pleasing to her as far as like his looks. He's a, he's he's an attractive guy to her. And so, he is. And, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, like he's hot damn run. God damn it! Yeah, <laughs> his, hair was really on, his hair was on point like the whole movie. Yeah. So like, yeah, he, hot damn run. He was Stranger Things. Steve from Stranger Things in it, wasn't he? The whole time. <laughs> yeah, he was. Glorious hair. So you, but you could totally tell, like the way she's looking at him when she sees him. Like the only thing she didn't do is like fucking bite her upper lip or her lower lip. You know, like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know? that's gonna be. I reckon that's gonna be a romance there. Poe and, po and Ray, yeah. and I reckon Finn and Rose as well. Yeah, I think that's just a one and done in fan fiction. <laughs> fan <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Let's talk about some big events. Let's talk about some Woo. big events. Let's talk about some big things that happened in this movie. Let's talk about where do you want to start? Do you want to talk about Snoke? Do you want to talk? I mean, where do you, where do you want to start, guys? I want to talk about big things that happened in this movie, like big Luke, Luke? Luke? at the Luke, end of the Luke fight and after the Luke fight. All right, let's talk about the Luke fight. Dan, start us off. It was fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, did anyone else do, as soon as he walked in through the door, did anyone else get goosebumps? I was like, oh, oh yeah. my god. It was one of he's my like, favorite parts of the entire movie. The thing yeah, I was thinking like, to myself, oh my god. The thing I was thinking to myself though is like, okay, if there's no way, if there's no way out, how did mm. he get in? I know. Exactly, and it, again, this is why I I just I love this movie, man. And yeah. so we have we obviously have the scene we spoke about earlier with Luke and Leia, and him essentially just saying goodbye and giving Leia the dice from the Millennium Falcon as well. Heart crushing, awesome. but not really. What do you mean? Yeah. Not, oh yeah, but not really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um and uh, and then obviously walking out like the fucking the hero walk out through the fire through the door and we get that amazing shot just of Luke like on the right hand side of the screen and he's just surrounded by the fucking forces of the first order that is so damn cool that's that one shot just oh yeah. my god oh, I like how the, the, the second time <laughs> the second time I saw the movie kind. I noticed they kind of allude to that finale at the very beginning of the movie yes. too because yes. Luke says yes. straight Luke says straight to Ray, like, what do you expect me to do? Just walk out and face the entire First Order with a laser sword? Yep. Yeah, and it's exactly. like, that's exactly what he fucking does. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, after the, after my second viewing and I'm outside and I'm talking to Jay, I'm like, yeah, did you notice how he did exactly what he said he would, would, would be silly at the beginning of the movie? Yeah. And, yeah. We're, and we're just like, oh my God. Um, yeah, that, uh, that, that it was amazing. Part of me was a little bummed that it really didn't fucking happen, though. Like you know, oh, yeah. like it happened, but it didn't happen. It was like yeah, yeah, like Luke's floating on a rock, like, and that's what Ryan Johnson did to us in this movie. Again, he did it, 
but I accept it. I, for some reason, I accept it. Like this whole movie, like like everybody's like, who's Ray's parents? I want a satisfactory answer. <laughs> <laughs> and like Ryan Johnson's like, they're nobody, bitch. And then yeah, and then like you. then we're like, hey, I wonder who Snoke is and like what his part is in this story. And he's like, don't <laughs> fucking no matter. One. It's not about Snoke, motherfucker. Snoke's oh. dead. And then like yeah. now we're like, oh my god, here's Luke, the fucking last Jedi, and he walks out it's like and here he is he's taking on the whole fucking first order and oh no it's it's not him he's it's a it's a, basically a hologram it's a, it's a it's some kind of weird physical manifestation of luke that's able to fight that luke's like sitting on a and we we talked about that that meditation rock jake i didn't know i thought that i thought that he was sitting on the rock and making the rock float i didn't know that he was actually sitting on a fixed rock floating in the yes. air so it was the it was the exact opposite of like what we had heard, but yeah. um, and we got that great repeat of the classic double sunset scene yeah. from A New Hope. Yeah, that yeah. Was I thought that was very and fantastic. Also, just before he disappears, I mean, because we're kind of like jumping all over the place, but like it was amazing seeing Luke kind of do what he could probably do, like physically. But uh, I like the fact that the way that they did this was like what Mark Hamill has always said about Luke Skywalker. He's never been into the kind of, like, Mark Hamill's a person who's never been very good at the sword combat and he always kind of wanted an older Luke to be more of like a wizard character and that's exactly what we fucking got we, we got like this guy who tricks like hundreds and hundreds of people into believing that he's there he has this really cool if very short fight with Kylo where he doesn't even fucking touch him to right at the end which was amazing but um when just before he disappears doesn't he say a fucking a hand line he says like see you around kid see you around, yeah, kid. See you around kid fucking hell Hold that on. was so good can i bring this up yeah. he okay he's dead i don't think he's gone I think he's going to no. see him again 100%. Force Ghost Luke. And he's going to – He's, he's going to torment Kylo. He said yeah. that. He said that. He said, I will – he said, I will haunt you like your father. But I think that he mm. he means literally. Yeah. Oh, God. And then and then that, that last line as well, not just was it a Han line, but it was also like a just – him and Leia both do this. So like – Luke says that line to him just before he disappears, and then when Kylo goes into the the base, he finds the dice, and then they disappear in his hand. Yeah. So these are like just two other reminders, aside from what Luke has been t- telling him throughout the entire battle. It, they're just reminding him of his dad and what he has done, and in any kind of hope that he could be redeemed. I don't think he's going to be like Leia said that he's lost. So it's just like these little reminders. Yeah about where he came from and what he has done. I fucking love that, man. I, I And this whole thing of... We, we've said it before, man. Like, uh, Did we think that Kylo was going to have a redemption arc in this movie and all this sort of stuff? Yeah. And I really didn't want that. I did not want him turning good. And <laughs> <Yeah>, me neither. <laughs> exactly. And obviously, like in the Snoke scene... You sort of think, oh, so what, you know, what's, what's, he, he killed Snoke and now they're fighting all the guards and it's all over. And then... And then he goes, no, we're going to fucking rule together. It's like, now I've got this huge army. What's your problem? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I went, I, when I went, uh, my first showing, my first showing, and when, when, when Kylo is, 
is uh is getting ready it looks like he's you know he's gonna strike down ray and all that shit and then and then and then you start to see that other saber the saber that that snoke used as like a fucking like boomerang that hit oh, ray shit, in the back that of the was good. Yeah. hit ray in the back of the head and came <laughs> back to him when he starts to turn that lightsaber around I, I was like, oh my god, he's gonna kill Snoke. He's gonna kill Snoke. And, yeah. and Jake, literally the day before, I sent you a message like, what if Kylo killed Snoke? <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and so, and I'm like, oh my god, it's gonna fucking happen. It's gonna fucking happen. And dude, like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna kill her. They're gonna, they're gonna fight together. They're gonna fall in love. Raylo, Raylo, Raylo. Raylo, That was a shocking moment. Within, oh my god, the fight between them and the Praetorian guards is amazing. Amazing. I love this. Set. The, like, the contrast of the, it was such a Star Wars set. Yes. Snoke's, like, throne room on his, on his ship, whatever it's called. Uh, it's, uh, Supremacy. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I loved that set. Just the, all the, the all red design with the Praetorian guards. Yeah. I thought that really played really great. I, I wasn't, you know what? It was really weird. In 2D, that seemed like a fucking, a set, like in a, you know, like in a studio. That really felt like a set in 2D. But in 3D, it looked amazing. And then obviously when all the, like the backdrop burns down and then you have all the windows with the battle going outside, it looks incredible. Oh, what did you guys feel about like her going there in the first place? Like it was, you know, like she's on she's on the Falcon. She she leaves. She basically tells Luke like, oh well, it's 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 up to Kylo now. Like since mm. you aren't going to help me, what it's it's up to Kylo. Like I can I can bring him back. Like I feel I feel something within him. Like when she touched, when she, she, she sees it, doesn't she? Yeah, she yeah. she when she touched him, right? Yeah, she sees it as literally, she says, like, as solid as you are here now, I see him turning to the light side. Do and you helping still me. feel stuck in that? Do you guys still feel like there could be a chance in episode nine, Kylo Ren redemption? No, I think that Ray and Kylo are going to realize after this movie that it doesn't matter in the end and that they will be much better together and not that they're going to fucking rule over the entire universe or anything like that but i honestly i would love it if you could just have dark and light living together side by side and Mm. and that would be an end of it and they wouldn't you know like the resistance wouldn't win and the empire wouldn't win i would fucking Mm. love that and it all just comes down to you know like balance i would i think that i think that would be amazing they're going to become like That's roommates, it. like the new odd couple or some shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. That's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> you know, a- after The Last Jedi, I see a-, a lot less of a chance for redemption for Kylo Ren, definitely. But yeah. I don't think Ray's going to end up with him so much anymore, especially with the foreshadowing of Ray being the one to start possibly training new Jedi. Yeah, I don't think so. she's going to train anybody else. I really don't. I don't think there's any more Jedi. I don't think there's any more Sith. I think this is well, there it. Is, this is a, this there is the more kid, Jedi. That's the how the movie kid. ended. Yeah. The, 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 I mean, he's, not a, he's not a Jedi. He's just a kid who has Force powers. He's well, not a Jedi. Luke's... Uh, yeah, he Luke, will be. He will no, be, though. Only if he gets trained, and I don't yeah, think I he will. Oh, fair enough. Why okay. would they even show him, then? Yeah. Because, because... Oh, my God. Okay. Because... <laughs> This was like a lot of people said that they should have ended it with like the Falcon kind of like going into hyperspace and all that sort of stuff. And I love this the, the moon the moon kid. I think the star kid. I think that was. Oh, really I, cool I love event. it too. 
Yeah, because I think that uh, this movie is brilliant because you have characters dealing with getting older and what is their place in this whole story, which is a, a, a theme for Luke, especially in that's Leia. What, yeah, that's why they killed off Akbar. I mean, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like it's, 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 it's basically, you know, like we saw a lot of these old characters dying, you know, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's, it's, pass, it's passing the, yeah. the baton, not, not yeah. just in the, not just in Star Wars, but you know, in, in life, you know, like you've always said, Brian and Jake as well, the Star Wars has always been about family and it is about that sort of like generation thing and like passing things down to your kids so in the movie we get a lot of stuff a lot of the older characters kind of passing on their knowledge or even their just kind of like their archetypes to their you know their their not their lessers but the younger guys so poe will be like leia and we have um ray will be luke and Oh, I was going to say Finn will be Han, but he won't be. <laughs> Ray will be Luke and Han, but um, but and then uh, once this is all done, right at the end, you just get this shot of this kid. And at the end of the day, as huge a fans as we are, Star Wars movies are family movies, and having this kid, fuck it, it was so good, just like force grabbing the broom, having a bit of a sweep, staring up into the stars, and, and then he goes, the resist- and then he goes, and then he goes. I'm going to clean up the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Look out for first order. You're done. <laughs> but it's just, it's just like that classic shot. And it's just like the kind of, you know, him like believing in the resistance and looking up into the stars and, and, and like lifting the broom. So it's like a lightsaber. Yeah. It's so cool. It's like, it's that like wonderment of a child. And it's like the cycle is starting all over again. When did I he swipe Rose? Love that. When did he swipe Rose Tico's ring? I'm assuming that she gave it to him. Nah, she he swiped it, little shit. <laughs> but we're, so we're not gonna we're not gonna see that cycle start all over again. I guess is where I'm. Yeah, I mean, that's what I, t- I didn't take it that he was gonna be the next Jedi that in the no, story. I, I don't think that, that kid's that important are, at all. There I are think... more Force Awakened kids or, or, or Force enabled kids out there. Yeah, and they will be. You know, there is a new cycle starting. That's all I took from it. That's all I took okay. from it too. It's like it's like basically like what 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 uh, Luke said was like it's it's vanity that for me to think that like when i die that the force dies with me mm. like no i it, just don't, i just don't think that ray will if ray does train anybody i don't think that she's going to train them in the jedi code i think she will be more of a gray jedi and she will teach them about the living force just like luke did so like the whole point is to be you know, to be connected, yeah, sure, you've got this amazing power, that's awesome, but it isn't fucking yours, and you are just there to balance things out. Mm-hmm. So, like, so her I, training people, I think, will be completely different to the way the Jedi train people. I think that in episode nine, Ray's going to find some secret code in the uh, in the book of, of the wills, and Nicolas Cage is going to help her find the treasure. Which is the <laughs> oh, man, I think that she's... Oh, it'll nice. be Star Wars Episode Ten or Episode Nine: The Book of Secrets. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars Episode Ten slash National Treasure Three. That's yeah. the one <laughs> crossover. We're gonna hear her say, "Remember to drink your oval teen." When she used, <laughs> she's gonna use Luke's compass. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, well, we never even spoke about Luke's death either. So. Yeah. At the end of, obviously, the battle, he disappears, and then we get him on the rock again. He's been floating, like you were saying, Brian, and he drops down, and then he gathers himself, he sits back on the rock, and then we get that gorgeous shot of the fucking twin sons, and then the, the Luke's theme plays, and he 
becomes one with the force and disappears. Why? Why? Why did it kill him? Why did it kill him? I, w- I want to know. Um, I'll tell you if you like. Because, like, I've read – before you jump into, like, maybe the answer, like, you know, <laughs> I, I, I've i read, like, you know, maybe – Kylo talks about how, like, when Rey – when Ray visits him, that it must take a lot out of her or something, right? Um, but uh-huh. it was it wasn't her; it was Snoke setting that up. So I don't it, know. It, there was a bit. I'm trying to remember what it is, but it is said that that doing that kind of thing. I don't know if it was between Kylo and Ray yeah. or someone else, but it is stated near the beginning of the movie that doing that sort of thing can take a hell of a lot out of you and is dangerous. Yeah. So Luke. Luke projecting himself and fooling hundreds and hundreds of people from right. all those thousands of miles away took its toll on a very old body already. And mm. he also, this is the way I see it, man. And he just, and at the end of it, like Ray said, he died with peace and purpose. So at the end, he just kind of, one, he was tired as shit and basically stretched himself far beyond what he could do. And he had just, and he had actually done something to save the next generation of resistance he saved like his family as well in leia and um and he just and that was it he just gave it up and he became a force ghost and i i love that man i love I just, how i love how people are calling him fluke skywalker <laughs> <laughs> i think i think it was a little bit i think you're right on the money dan i like what you're saying a lot but i think a little bit a little bit of it was choice too like i think you know it, yeah, the, the nod to that is saying to kylo you know see you later kid and like he knows exactly what's going to happen and he kind of willfully makes that choice too i think and it yeah, could have it could have been like, like i was worried that it was just going to be like 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 when he when he like when when kylo like swung the his lightsaber through him i was just like oh here we go another obi-wan kenobi moment you know yep. and, and it wasn't that at all so that was nice, nice. that's the thing man again so well, yeah, exactly. And but so many things in this movie—they just—they just flipped on their head. And, yeah. and I love that. Again, like, you, the stupid thing is, like, especially with Star Wars, you're never going to please everyone. Like, sure. we all love the Force Awakens. We all Tupperware it. We did it on the show, and it was it was brilliant. And then you had a sway of people who said, "It's just a new hope. It's just a new hope redone." And we even brought it up that there are bits of it that we, we agree with that, man. And like you said on an episode or two ago, Brian, that, that they kind of had to do that to bring everyone back into the fold of Star Wars. And, and so you had all those people complaining that it was too similar. And now this one is completely different. It's still Star Wars, but it, like, things are flipped on their head. Like, things that you thought were going to happen, fuck you, fuck you and your theory. That is not happening. This, what you're thinking is of no consequence in this whatsoever. Yeah. And, and now everyone hates it again. It's, it's, you just can't win at all. Well, so it's, many, so many people are already finding comparisons to, to Empire and Return, aren't they? I mean, I've seen so many people go, oh, well, the, the whole fucking bit with, um, Ray, Snoke, and Kylo is just an exact copy of the end of Return of the Jedi because Snoke makes Ray look out the window and he puts the lightsaber down on his right hand side and then the, the, the cross, but the, the, the bad guy double crosses and all that. And I just think, for fuck's sake, you know, there are going to be similarities in whatever they do because Star Wars has kind of done everything. Yeah. 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 And it's always, yeah. it's always an homage and, and, a, and a nod rather than a, a copy because they can't think of anything else. It, I, it, I, I appreciated it, 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 what this, I appreciate what this story did as far as like tying up loose ends and not leaving them for 
JJ in the ninth film. They're like, hey, we're not going to do anything with Phasma. Bitch is dead. <laughs> she's dead now, yeah. She, you, everyone, everyone on on the same page is she's dead. She's dead. It's not yeah, like yeah, it's she's not definitely dead. Yeah, it's <laughs> not like it's not like when you had Boba Fett, and and then the Last Jedi, like you know, we we throw him into the Sarlacc pit. Like they're like, no, we're not we're not just gonna leave that loose thread. We're just gonna knock her out in this film. She's gone. Yeah. Like Phasma's you dead. On Phasma's lines, Jake. What'd you say? You should have bet on Phasma's lines. Oh, I would have won that bet. <laughs> you would have won that bet. <laughs> I would have won that. Oh, man. One of, one of my favorite parts of this movie was one of the visuals. I don't think we've talked about it yet, but I loved when all three action sequence, sequences were kind of happening at once, and it all concluded with a Holdo going into the warp drive into the oh, ship. That was oh, fucking awesome. Wow. That com- the complete silence and the ship cracking. And I just, love I that. thought Ryan Johnson... That was a really unique action visual of the likes we've never seen in a Star Wars movie, mm. but yet still very Star Wars with the mm. uh, cutting of all the different action sequences before it happened. And it's the yeah. biggest Star Destroyer we've ever seen on screen before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that was just incredible. And I, I love the way it resolved what was going on with Finn and Captain Phasma, how we just cut back and know that, that it's just completely torn up and mayhem over there. And I, I thought it was just brilliant visual storytelling. Do, do we think that DJ got out of there before that happened? I do. DJ is definitely still alive. Yeah, that's yeah. one of those loose threads that I think that they, they that that if JJ wants to touch upon that, we might see Finn I, going I, after him. Exactly. I, I feel Ooh, like oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I don't think. <laughs> I feel like Finn. I feel like Finn wants to get back at him, man. I really do. Oh, good. Yeah. So, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one thing I was going to say about that scene with with Finn and like all the explosions going from the background stuff. In I don't know if I said this already, but in two D, it it didn't look. It looked kind of green screeny, but in three D, like those scenes with him and Phasma and and all that sort oh, of stuff. Three D. It it, it looked it looked really good in three D. In two D, it did look a bit green screeny, but three D. Oh man, I, I loved so it too. Good. But I also enjoyed like you know upon like my third viewing, I I was able to just kind of like watch in the background like what BB 8s doing. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, <laughs> on the chicken walker. Yeah, BB BB H just in that in that you know that ATST cloud that that scout walker. You know, and so just, did, did anyone else expect that to be DJ driving that? No. Ah, uh, no. I, I, I think was, instinctually, I, almost... I thought it to be Chewbacca, just because you know. Oh uh, yeah, possibly. I, I thought it might have been a, a double double cross by DJ. Uh, um, I thought it, I minute, thought it was. Then, uh, I, I thought it was BB-8 the whole damn time. <laughs> I, I'm clearly not very smart because a lot of people said DJ or Chewie or possibly even Ray because she was on the ship at that time. Yeah. And I was like, no, it's BB-8. It's got to be. <laughs> And I just thought it would be Chewy just to be a callback to Return yeah, of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been great. <laughs> or an Ewok. Just turned up. <laughs> yeah. A Porg. I wanted the, I, yeah, the, the Porgs that were on the Falcon have somehow inhabited like fucking Tribbles. On oh my god, yeah. The Millennium Falcon is now a nest for Porgs. Infested. It's infested with Porgs. The one part... They I, need Renekill. The one part where like Chewy takes like that like quick like uh, turn... And we saw the pork get slapped up against the window. I was like, oh, my yeah. God, pork window clings. Those are happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was that was probably the most obnoxious pork joke, if we were going to point out one. That was, I agree. I guarantee you that was just so they could make pork window clings. That's going to happen. Yeah, I shouldn't imagine so. I, 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 
I did love seeing Chewie pilot the Falcon solo and him being as as good as, as Han as well, piloting that thing, like going in and out the fucking mines of crate. Shit. Oh, awesome. I was so happy. Yeah. Seeing him fucking like slam the accelerator and the brakes. Oh my god. That made me very, yeah. very Oh happy. my god. I loved uh, the fact that like, you know, we've got Poe who's like the best pilot I think we've ever seen in Star Wars. Uh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. And here we are. Here we are on the planet of Crate. He's lost his newly upgraded X, uh, his uh, newly upgraded uh, upgraded X-wing, and he's stuck on this planet. And now he's got like these these. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because it's like you ever go you ever go to like uh, they, they, these ships that they're on are so shitty. These little spears, they are so shit. They're so <laughs> shitty. Like through like, the like, like Finn's yeah, that pi- cracked me up. Finn's piloting <laughs> one. Gag. Finn's piloting one. And like Rose Tico has to tell him like to drop his mono ski down so it'll like stabilize him. Yeah. And and then like when Poe kicks his foot through the floor of the <laughs> of the speeder, I'm thinking like it reminded me of all the times that I went to like the go kart place and I got stuck with yes. the, with the shitty go kart. <laughs> like I felt like I felt like I felt like Poe got stuck with the shittiest go-kart at the go at the go-kart track yet he's still the best pilot out there yeah <laughs> and, yeah, and that was again, a hilarious moment it's so funny but also like at the end of that just like him taking on those lessons like you know they were all getting picked off one by one he's like we're not gonna make it we've got to pull back yeah so just like all the fucking shit that he's been through since the beginning of the movie coming back into that character arc it, Oh my god. Did you know, did you know, this film. did you know that, uh, okay, there's the scene where the one guy, like, he, uh, puts his finger on the, the ground and he licks his finger and he says, he says salt. Oh yeah. To I the one guy. The other guy that he says salt to, that is director Gareth Edwards who directed Rogue One. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, no. lots of people were like, well, "That's a weird line," and then you find that out. You're like, "Oh, cameo!" Yeah, cameo. <laughs> oh, while we're on cameos, does anyone else reckon they spotted Tom Hardy? Uh, they cut the scene. No, the Tom Hardy one's still in there. They cut it. They, they cut it right. It's still no, in there. The, the, Will, the ha- Prince William and Harry. That's cut. Okay. But the the Gar- um, is it um, Tom Hardy and who's the other guy? Um, there's a singer from Take That's in it. They're still rumored to be there. And Gary, pretty, ba- Gary Barlow. Gary Barlow, yeah. They're both stormtroopers. Um, and I reckon, I'm reckoning that Tom Hardy was the stormtrooper that BB-8 bumped into. Oh, really? just a guess, though. Just a guess. That's just a guess, but it, it was the only singled out individual stormtrooper. Okay, like, so when uh, like BB-8, in, in when, they, when they put the laundry basket. Yeah, when they put the bucket over him, yeah. But he, he, didn't he just even... bumps into a single stormtrooper on his own. Oh, that was the biggest spaceballs moment in the whole. Yeah. <laughs> when... That was a spaceballs moment with the, with the iron coming down. Yes, I, oh, I love that. With because like I when I saw it, I was like, oh my god, that looks like an iron. I was like, I'm gonna make that joke on the podcast. And then all of a sudden, the movie made that joke for me. Yeah. <laughs> so even my brother laughed at that. That's how funny that is. What did, no, I gotta know. What did Tom think of this? I gotta know. He says that he really liked it. And as I was saying off air, unfortunately, we didn't even get a chance to talk about it because yeah. normally what happens is we go to the cinema, one of us drives, and then on the way back, we can like talk about the film. Yeah. And 
my twat of a brother turned up <laughs> half an hour late, meaning I had to drive, yeah. meaning that I had to drive home to go and make dinner, and we never even got to talk about it. So I was actually in late, watched the movie. I was like, what did you think? And he went, I thought it was really good. It had a lot more meat on it. And I went, right, good, I've got to go, bye. And then I just left. <laughs> so I had oh, to wow. go. I couldn't I couldn't stick around. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but he says funny. he liked it, which is, which is great, man. I mean, I'm really glad that he... Um, you know that he enjoyed it because, as most people know, he did not like the Force Awakens. Oh, he did not like the Force Awakens. No, he hated it. He yeah. hated it. Yeah, you guys exactly. noticed the Justin Thoreau cameo, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. He was the, he was wearing the uh, what do they call it? The, the 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 red blossom. The plum. Yeah, he was Maz's guy. They called so it, Maz was completely pointless. Yeah, he was the guy in the white suit. <laughs> Maz alluded to the fact that she fucked him. She yeah, did. She did. She did. <laughs> I want to see that wrong. guy again. I want to see. He's, it was cool, man. It was funny. It was like you know, think, like the fucking white suit, and he was kind of like James yeah. Bond. He was totally was James cool. Bond. Yeah, that was, yeah. Um, was uh, what was her name? Sophie, the, the girl next to him. I can't remember what her bloody name is. Um, oh fuck's sake! She was in the Imaginarium of Doctor Panassus. I can't remember her name now. Never mind. No, I don't remember her name yeah, either. That's a great movie, like though. Sophie something or other. She's a mo- UK supermodel, isn't she? Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't even realize that was her. Yeah, she looks like an alien. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think? I think about the, the, the little creature trying to insert tokens into uh, BB-8. That wasn't was one that, of the better jokes. It was. Was I, that Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character? Really? He's in this too. Yeah, he's 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 um he's accredited in really? it. Really? Um, as he's actually got a name. Yeah. Hang on a minute, I'm just going on IMDb now. It, that little creature reminded me of like something that you'd see in like Gringotts in like yeah, Harry yes. Potter. Yes, and it had gold oh. coins, so it's easy to make that jump. Exactly, it's more dumb it's... Harry Potter stuff, Dan. Yeah, so we had... slow and low. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, who's just that? Slow and low. That was Jason character. Yeah, no, I know, but who is slow and low? The little know. drunk guy, isn't it? I thought it was well, what you said. The, I, I think it might be. I mean, I'm just you know until we get a. Uh, a full character list from the the art of the full, uh, the art of the last Jedi. We're not going to know, but I'm just guessing on characters by their the titles they've got in accordance to their appearance. <laughs> okay, guys, just wait forever for the books this time. Lily Cole is her name. So we saw we saw in that scene where okay, so like Kylo and Rey are fighting the Praetorian guards, and then you know of course like Kylo's like. You know, Ray's like, let's, let's, let, we can still stop, you know, them from destroying the resistance. And Kylo's looking towards the throne. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, it, they go onto a scene where they destroy Anakin's, Anakin's lightsaber, which basically I, I feel like that's symbolism for like destroying like the whole saga going forward as far as like Skywalker's mattering in this, in these films. Um, yeah, going, that's crazy. And yeah, exactly. And I, I think they, I think when it splits, I think it actually blows up the actual kyber crystal within the lightsaber. It it, I believe. Yeah. So there's like, there's no repairing this is what I think is what Ryan no. Johnson is saying. Like there's, there's no way to repair this. So does that mean like in the next film that Ray is going to, if they do a time jump, like Jake was saying, like Ray will have her own lightsaber that she's made from her own Kyber. Um, I hope so. I, I would, yes, I would imagine that if she does fashion one, that it would be fashioned after her staff from Jakku. 
Oh, yeah. oh I love that idea. Now, that would be awesome. On one end, it would be cool if one end of that staff was a blue lightsaber, and on the other end, possibly a green lightsaber. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's also talk her. about her going back to Op 2 and gets, getting Luke's lightsaber, but you know, we have no confirmation that it's even there. Yeah. Yeah, I really like the idea of a big time jump, and I think that's a lot of Star Wars fun, just having all these changes that we don't even have backstory to yeah. that have happened. And we only, you know, only what's important moves the story forward. And I'd like to see, you know, just lots of stuff had happened in between all this time. And that's just a fun way to learn new stuff, I think, the Star Wars way, visually, instead of having it spelled out to you. Yeah. I thought they handled the time jump in this one quite well, because we kind of got one but didn't. Yeah, the time, the whole time thing in the whole film is a little bit wonky, but I quite like the fact that they explain the fact that it took Ray a little bit longer than we originally thought to get to Oc 2, and obviously stuff has happened in between her leaving and arriving, the way, the, way the, the, the story narrative told you, which I thought was quite clever. Yeah, it, they, they do it well enough that you can't really dispute it, but it is kind of weird, like, what has sometimes it seems like a lot of time has moved forward, and sometimes it seems like it's right after Force Awakens. Still, so. yeah, exactly. I mean, they can't keep pulling off that like Daisy Ridley is nineteen years old in the next film, right? No, and I no. think that's what they have to do that time jump because like it sh- like this happens like right after like Daisy Ridley in real life is like twenty five or twenty six, right? That seems correct. I think. I'm looking it up right now. Well, by the by, the next mm-hmm. film, she's going to be like 27, 28. I mean, they're starting to film currently, so it's like, you know, they, they've got. To, I think they could they could do quite a bit to to make her to make the character older. Just make her a few years older, three to four years older. Do a five, six. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, she, she's twenty five in real life. Yeah, twenty five. There you go. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they could make her twenty five in the next film if they wanted to. They could do they could do a six year jump if they were if they really wanted to. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, if they're going to round out the, this whole trilogy, they're going to have to. You know, they're going to have to do that because at the end of the day, it, this should end, you know, in inverted commas, with either the resistance or the um, the first order winning. It's so difficult not to call them the Empire, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's it just yeah. me. <laughs> but you know, it's it's re- it, one of them will have to win. That's how this this needs to end. Like the, the struggle has to end. So, I mean, I'm hoping obviously the Resistance win, but you know, you never really know, especially after this movie. You have no idea what's going to happen. No, no, well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, do you guys think that? Um, for as much as they talk about how like JJ is coming back, do you think that Ryan Johnson will take on some sort of uh, consultant role in this, even though he's if, supposed to be working on his new trilogy? If he did, I think that JJ wouldn't fucking listen to him anyway, just like he didn't do with The Force Awakens. <laughs> Jake, you have some news. I, I sent you an article. I didn't get a chance to read it, but you had some news about JJ's. Star Wars Episode Nine that I sent you? Yeah, I, I sent the article to Dan, too, and he read it. It's not much to go on. It's just the excitement and, I guess, of knowing that J.J. already has a first draft, and he presented it to uh, Bob Iger yeah. this morning, the okay. day after the uh, Fox purchase. Okay. Okay. So there's a first draft. It, you know, We don't really have any other breaking developments other than that, other than J.J. already has – a first draft. What are the chances? What are the chances that Bob Iger 
then gives this first draft to Ryan Johnson. So let's give it a quick look over. I, I would say those chances are high. If they're entrusting him to create an entire other Star Wars trilogy, he's definitely part of the Star Wars brain trust at this point. And you, I would say those are high chances. Did you guys hear about what the pitch was for the uh, for for Ryan Johnson's trilogy when he when he yeah, with Lucasfilm? Did you hear about that? Nope. No, there was no, no pitch. Oh, there was no pitch. <laughs> Basically, Ryan Johnson was leaving, getting done. He he had finished up everything that he needed to do for The Last Jedi. And um, Ryan Johnson basically said that he, you know, he would be willing to work on another trilogy. And Lucasfilm didn't listen to a pitch. They just gave it to him. Wow. Yeah. That that doesn't happen, guys. Like that that's not how that's not how Disney works. Um and Disney basically handed him the keys to a trilogy without even listening to a pitch of what his trilogy would be about. Yeah. But how do you, do you think anything's going to change about that now with the the the, the response is getting at fifty four percent? You said, I mean, the, from 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 viewers. I mean, do you think anything's going to do? You think they're going to sort of rein him in a little bit or give him a little bit of a tighter story arc to work with? Or, 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 or it made you know, it made forty five million dollars. Um, on Thursday night, it's going to make 400 million plus globally, um, <laughs> this week. I, and I, I don't know, man. I, that's, I, you bring up a good point, man. It's like, it, critically, it did great. You know, we we're sitting at like a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics. Yeah. But like, this is so, this is one of the, this is one of those cases where like, I think, I think that this movie, oh God, I don't want to insult people, but I think this movie is, I think Ryan Johnson is, such a different kind of director. I don't want to say smart. He's too smart for people. I don't no, want to no, say. No, no, no. It's, it's challenging. Yes. That's what this movie is. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I think. Unorthodox. Exactly. Yeah. Mm, it's not. Yeah. Like, like, The Force Awakens, I do, in a way, feel like it was very Spielbergian. Like, it played mm-hmm. it safe. You know, like, because JJ comes from, like, that, that, that Spielberg. He's almost like a Spielberg prodigy, you know. He's yeah. a he's a protege of Steven Spielberg, and like you know, that's what that's what The Force Awakens felt like. And like this felt very like Ryan Johnson brought kind of like an independent film spin to Star Wars, and I can see how it is rubbing people the wrong way. Like, where's where's my where's my big satisfying Snoke reveal? <laughs> you know? Yeah, and yeah. people what, seem to what? be a little bit upset with the amount of jokes too. It seems, unfortunately. Yeah, that seems to be the main complaint I hear is that the, the jokes were out of place. And I just thought, well, I, I said to my wife, I said, you, you, people don't seem to remember how how many jokes are in A New Hope. There's an awful lot of jokes in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, Star Wars is always, it's a family film. It's always been about having lots of jokes. Because we were kids when we watched them, we weren't seeing them as jokes then. Whereas the jokes are more uh, more apparent to us now, I suppose, because we're looking at it with a critical eye. Um, Hey guys, hey guys, let the past die, kill it if you have to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Kylo West, (laughs) what's up? (laughs) Oh, wow. But I mean, mean, that's, that's a line in the film and it does, it, it does like pertain to the, the 
what I think Ryan Johnson's trying to tell us yeah, in this it's movie. It's a which very is, meta line, isn't it? Yeah, it is, man. It's like, yeah. you know, like you, it can't just keep being the same thing. And one of the reasons why I love Star Wars so much is because it is such a diverse and humongous universe of, like, stories and characters. So, I mean, you can't just keep following the same stuff. And the fact that Ray isn't anything to do with Ben or, you know, Luke or anything like that, I applaud that and welcome it, actually mm-hmm. having an brand new character that doesn't have anything to do with anything that's going on like Kylo said himself you're not part of this story no one cares about you and then you know she's devastated but then he says but I do and it's it, like it's bringing her in like she is this unknown entity that no one's ever she doesn't have anything to do with it she doesn't have any kind of say or um sort of uh you know what's the word like bias in the situation she just thinks the way that she does yeah um and the fact that he, you know, wants to, like, work with her, be with her, however you see that, I think it's really cool. But it also does show you that they're moving on. They're moving on from the legacy characters, except for Kylo. To. They do need to, man. You can't just yeah. keep, you know, like, um, you know, as sad as it is, you know, we've lost Carrie Fisher. Yeah. And, you know, now we, we've lost Han and we've lost Luke as well in this movie. So... It, it's going to happen. We're going to have to move on. As Star Wars fans, you have to move on. You have to accept the news. Jake, Jake, I got a question for you, buddy. As much as you, I'm ready. I'm ready. As much as as much as you and I weren't fans of Canto Bite, and I want you to answer this honestly. As much as you <laughs> and I were not fans of Canto Bite, would it have hurt or would it have helped if we had a cameo appearance? <laughs> by Lando Calrissian. Like, like now no, think about it. No, no, it would not have helped. It would not have helped in any way whatsoever. I say, I, I say, I give full disclosure on this. I, man, I still yeah. say, give me some Billy D. I would love to see some Billy D. You know what, Brian? The full disclosure. After I'd seen the movie, Jake actually messaged me, and we were like not talking about the movie as such but he said can you just tell me one thing and i was oh, like god fuck you I jake went, <laughs> and i just went maybe and then he just put lando question mark and i just said are you sure you want to know and he was like yeah give it to me and i was like no <laughs> he said thank fuck for oh, that fuck off <laughs> fuck both of you fuck both of you oh, oh you're boy, you're fu- no you're fine. you're you're fine you're fine with the stuttering dj but god forbid <laughs> god forbid yeah we got we got some fucking asshole uh slicer code breaker with a speech impediment but god forbid we get a legacy character in the fucking film you know, you know what we uh, did get one we got Luke. i know we got whatever so i've got a solution that would appease both of you what if dj had stolen lando's ship Ooh, i mean he so stole lando's like kind of plot line <laughs> but if he stole, if it was, if that was Lando's ship that DJ and, R- and no. BB-8 stole, Jake's right. He stole Lando's plotline, betraying them and stuff. I get yeah. it. But no, I mean, I, I would have been, I, I would have just, I would have, I don't know. I still, honestly, with everybody being gone now, I would love to see Lando show up in Episode Nine. 
I, I honestly, man, I, even though I, I just said that he wasn't in it, I didn't say that I didn't want him in it. I would have loved to have seen Lando and Canto bite. It makes I really sense. Would. I don't care. I don't, I, I mean, we can, I, Jake, I, like, I, I 100% respect your feelings on this, that you feel like it would have been cheap cameo, and like, I get it, man. Like, they fucking, they, 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 they used a lot of cheap Easter eggs in Rogue One, and it kind of burnt people out on this. But like, for me, it just kind of like, it made sense. Like, if Lando exists in this universe, if he's still alive, that he would end up on a planet that's dedicated for, for casinos. Now, watching the movie, it sounds like it was like people, all the people that are on Cano Biden taking part in this, Ryan Johnson made it sound like they're all like, People that are profiting off the war and profiting off death, profiting off of child slavery. Because like we saw oh, these yeah. these kids, these stable kids, like when when Rose and Finn go to like you know uh, take their ride on the Fadier to make their escape. Like as soon as they open up like the stable doors, there's a child in there, which means that there's a child in each one of these. And their job is basically to watch these fathiers. That's their life is to hit that fucking button to take care of these fucking beasts. And we saw like it was sad seeing these beautiful creatures with like the the, the slashes on their necks from like when they get beat and stuff like that. Yeah. And it, yeah, yeah. And so like like that's what these kids' purposes are. And you know I. For as much as like when I first watched the film, upon my first viewing and that we had that scene of like the kid, the force broom kid, I was thinking like it felt like a an, like a Star Wars Energizer commercial and shit. You know, like <laughs> you know, like I was just you know, it felt weird. It just felt out of place. But the like, lighting was a little bit weird. Yeah. Yeah, it it was a weird moment. But it like honestly, like if you compare that to like a new hope and that child to Luke Skywalker, like him looking out at the horizon at the two suns, it yep. kind of it, it, it's the same thing. And, and it, it is anybody can be a hero. Anybody can be a hero. So I, yeah, yeah I, I, dude, I, I don't know. I, I kind of I love this movie, um, and I can't wait to watch it again. I, I, I mean, as soon I watched it twice in a row, like. I watched it twice in a row in one night and I went and watched it again today and like I want to see it again. And I feel like I get something new out of it every time I watch it. Um, there are yeah, things I, that, I've only seen it twice, but I'm right there with you. I'm like ready. Yeah. To, I would go again tonight if I could right after we finished. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to own it. I can't wait to just have access to be able to watch it and watch it frame by mm. frame. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's definitely, definitely. it's definitely not like, um, for me, it's definitely not like The Force Awakens where like I want to own it to where like I have to go back and watch that – that what was that? Like that uh, that Force vision that Rey gets when she touches the lightsaber and, we, yeah. uh, and we're listening to the sounds. Like we hear like Yoda talking. We hear like you know uh, Ben Kenobi talking and, and we see – we hear Vader's breathing. We saw the, see all this imagery. Like I felt like I had to go to the – I went – I saw that movie like five times in theaters and like each time I got something different out of that scene. This movie, I don't care how many times I watch the scene of Ray going down into the into that pit in Octu, Octu's vagina or whatever the fuck that thing was. <laughs> <laughs> and and her um seeing the double images of her of herself like the yeah, yeah, I love yeah. That. I don't 
I don't think I'll ever understand that. Like, no. <laughs> I have I have theories on that, but I don't. Even my theories, I can't make sense of. So, like, I don't care how many times I go to the theater. I'm always going to walk out of that and like not know what I exactly what I saw when I yeah. saw. Does anyone have any idea what they thought of that or not? Hmm. It was interesting. It seemed to be a little bit of a precursor to finding out who her parents were. When what was really important was her. That yeah. was what was behind the mirror. Mm. Well, oh, didn't nice. Mean, I like that. There, at the beginning of that scene, you hear the voice of a small child say Ray. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I, first off, I was thinking, like, what's that about? Is that young Ray talking to herself? Um, Ooh, that's interesting. That's very possible. Okay. The other thing I, I kept thinking to myself is, like, is this going to show up in a future film? Is she going to go back to this moment? Um, they talked about uh, in this film there is there's a lot of talk about, like, when Luke uh, – Ray was talking to Luke about how your future is not predetermined. Luke was going to strike down Kylo Ren because he felt like Kylo Ren had, like, this dark side power within him and that if he struck him down now – that would be the best thing, you know, to strike him down now, to kill him now before, you know, Kylo, Kylo does fully turn over to the dark side and, and that their future is not predetermined. And I kept thinking to myself, like, what, what if one of those, like, those rays that we see in the line that, you know, she snaps her fingers, like, what if one of them doesn't? What if one of them does something different? Ooh, like, that'd be creepy. And like looking at the infinite possibilities of choices. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, mm. that that, that kind of goes along with like your future is not predetermined, and that you do get to make your own choices. Like you you see this endless line of rays, and they're all like following suit. Like one snaps, and the rest of them follow suit. One clenches their fist, the rest of them follow suit. What if one didn't? Mm. Uh, I mean, there's there's. You know, so I I don't know I I I don't know what to really make of that. I, I feel like Jake going back to what you said, like it was like that scene of like you know her finding out who her parents are and like not and not just and, and basically just seeing herself and that and that um that, that her she, controlling she controls just her own destiny. It's yes. not her lineage or anything like that. She's putting too much focus on her family, and that's not important. Um, that she yeah. needs, she needs to put that focus on herself. Um, I get that. It's but so yeah, it's it, it. I mean, it was that's like that's one of those that's one of those moments where I feel like people are watching this and they're like, "What the fuck is going on? Like, what happened to like Yoda talking about like the Force being like binding us and surrounds us? Now I'm looking at this girl like fucking snap her fingers and you know like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 different. But I think we needed to see something new from the Force. Yeah, yeah I didn't want to reap like a flashback part two. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you know, that that would have been stupid. Or you no, know, yeah, or going into the cave and fighting Kylo, yes. and then Kylo turns out to be herself and yes. all that bullshit. Yeah, it, yes. it didn't need to be done. I was going to say, man, but I mean that is that is basically like what this bit is, isn't it? It is Luke going yes. into the cave and fighting yeah. Vader. That's what it is. But it's just represented, and the symbolism is just of a different thing and of a different question. That's God. what it is in the end, guys. Luke Skywalker is gone. He's gone. I know, it, guys. Th- this, like kinda, I no no yeah. I, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm with kinda. As <laughs> kinda as kinda gone as Ben Solo's gone, as uh, Obi Wan Kenobi's gone. You know, as mm-hmm. kinda you know what I mean. Like they're never truly gone. Like we 
we, we even got, you know, we got Yoda in this fucking movie, which like, Jake, we talked about that last week on the show. There, there was the rumors, you know, we've been talking about this forever. <laughs> like, like they, that, that, that Lucasfilm, you know, that they, on Pinewood, Pinewood had like a, a Yoda puppet and he, and we saw it and we fucking saw it. And as much as we talked about it, Jake, when I still saw it, it still surprised the fuck out of me. I was just like, oh my god, there, there's Yoda and he's a puppet. Like, are you guys, are you guys, are you the guys? Way they, the way they had the reveal was just so perfect. Yeah, so, fucking yeah. awesome. You saw the back of his head first. You, mm-hmm. you, saw, you saw Luke walking up to the tree, sparking that flame, getting ready to burn the tree down. And then you saw the back of Yoda's head and you're like, oh, oh god, yes. What? Oh yeah. my God! Here we go. Yeah. Like I loved every time Luke interacted with like old characters. Like it was cool seeing him with Ray, but I felt like I saw like Mark Hamill fall back into like old Luke. Like the first time he saw R two again. Like the way yes. the way he said R two. Like his eyes. He just looked like he looked like Mar- he just felt like Mark Hamill from like forty years ago. You yeah, know? he really so, did. When when he when Chewie when he saw Chewie for the first time, yeah. he realized what happened to Han. Uh, was, was quite heartbreaking yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, man. It's like the, those little flashes of the old Luke when he meets those legacy characters. That's really, really nice. Just sort of like, and like but the, the R2 one was brilliant. I, I wish we had more R2 in this movie, but yeah, yeah. it was worth it just for that little scene just between those two. And then obviously R2 was swearing as well to calling like. <laughs> <laughs> calling the island like a piece of shit or something. It's uh, like language. <laughs> I got a question. I got a question for you. Who said yeah. who in this movie said I have a bad feeling about this? Uh I didn't hear that once. Anybody? Uh, yeah, that's Anybody? a good question. I don't remember. It happened. Yeah, it did. BB-8. BB-8 said it. It was his. BB-8 said it as his first line when Poe was attacking that ship, the Dreadnought. No. Yeah. And Leia says, "That's so cool." And Leia says, "I'm with the droid on this one." Oh my god, that's so cool. So it was it, it cuz like I was I was pissed off. Like I looked like I didn't figure this out until my third viewing cuz I I looked at Jay and I said if Ryan Johnson was such a fanboy, he would have at least put I have a bad feeling about this into the movie and Jay's like, "Yeah, you're right." And so like upon third viewing, I that was like there I had written down things that I was looking for and this was one of them. <laughs> and, and BB-8 was the one that said it. And you fucking yeah. found it. Good job, dude. Yeah, that wow. is great. I, oh, I never, no, I go I never see it again. thought about it. i got to see it again now. <laughs> just, oh, for that one just, line. just for that reason? <laughs> yeah. Just so I can hear it. And I'll go, oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. BB-8 deserves to say that line. He's earned his right in the uh, Star Wars characters, you know? Oh, God. This fucking movie, man. And people wondered why I was so overwhelmed by it. And now people have seen it. Now they fucking know. Yeah. It's so. just, it coming out, out of the blue. And the other thing I was going to say, man, aside from the Yoda thing, I didn't have anything about this movie spoil aside from what I saw, like, in the trailers, which was next to nothing. Yeah. Every, everything came as a surprise. They kept the lid on this movie so damn tight. Well, let's talk about let's and, talk let's talk about the misdirection from the trailers. 
Mm-hmm. Can we talk about that? Let's talk about the misdirection from the trailers, like things that they wanted you to think that would happen that did not happen. Number okay, uh, Kylo Ren gonna turn to the light to the light side. Nope, nope. Ray, okay, <laughs> Ray being turned to the dark side. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, we're gonna learn about uh, possibly Snoke's backstory a little bit in this one. Nope. No. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. The Jedi are going to end. They're done. No. no. Okay, Kylo's going to kill Leia. No. No, no. Luke is going to uh, take back his lightsaber and, 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 and fight fight everybody with his lightsaber. No. 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 Uh, I mean, oh, we're going to find it's out. Almost he deci- he, it's almost like Ryan Johnson decided what everyone would least expect first and then wrote the story based yeah. around that. Yeah, it oh, is, yeah. isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, to the world, this fan series went, oh, right, let's really fuck everybody off. Are we going to find out in the next film? Like, uh, okay, so Ray took those took the text, which I thought the, one of the best jokes was Yoda calling them page turners. Yeah, um, real page turners. <laughs> <laughs> Have you actually read them? Well, I don't know. Yeah, really. Page turns they are not. <laughs> oh, that killed me. That killed me. Uh, yeah, this is great. Yeah. Okay. Like that's what I loved. Like I felt like this was Yoda that 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 we the Yoda that we didn't get in the prequels, right? Yoda yeah. in the yeah. Yeah. Yoda in the prequels. Yeah. Like I love like eccentric, fun yet wise, mischievous Yoda. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, Absolutely. just like I said at the beginning, man, where he puts the lightning bolt down and just does the little stampy feet and is like, <laughs> yeah, that's so fucking good. That, that's the owner from fucking Empire that yeah. I love. That yeah. little fucking weird guy before you even knew what the yeah. hell he was. That puppet so, looked yeah, great. Brilliant. That was the best. That puppet looked great. It looked oh, great. It amazing. Yeah, it looked fantastic. I mean, it, it just looked like the puppet. Like, obviously, they did some post effect by making it the Force Ghost, but. I, I want to kind of see how that was filmed. Like, it yeah. was Frank Oz on set with the puppet? I don't know. I don't know. I did think, like, the one part that did look weird was, in, like, when he fell back to sit down. Oh, yeah. I thought that was kind of adorable. Yeah, occasionally he looks a little bit less Force Ghost than he should have done, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you know. Well, I mean, I think that was kind of half the point. It was like when they did the shot from the other side so you could actually see the tree burning behind him. Yeah. That it made him look more physical because you couldn't see the aura anymore. I thought that was quite cool. No, I'm yeah. my, my point is that that he actually looked like a puppet. Oh yeah. He the, did. The which way, I loved the way the way that No, I love the physical stuff, but like the I don't know, just the way that when he sat down, it wasn't what they would have done with CG. Like he sat down like they had the physical limitations of a puppet sitting down. It's kind of like the way his back was arched and his legs went back. It just looked like it looked like they had to. It looked like a puppet instead of instead like like that's the one instance where the CG would have worked, right? That's I think they should have. I liked it. I know exactly what part you're talking about. Yeah. And I actually really liked the mannerisms of him going to the sit down position there. That even that <laughs> made me kind of go, "Aw." Well, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's the one part that I noticed where I was just kind of like, Aah. but I'm yeah. I, overall I'm happy, and I think that they they made that puppet look like Yoda from Empire. Like we yeah. hadn't seen that. Like the puppet that they that we got in Phantom Menace. 
Um, like I have Ugh. the I have the DVD where they the original one. Where, yeah, the original where they did the puppet, and he looks like shit. <laughs> yeah, he does look crack, worse than shit. Crack addict Yoda. <laughs> crack addict Yoda. Yeah. Back in his early fucking crack days. Yeah. It's not just his look, too. It's his demeanor, I think, in yeah, this. It's the whole fucking thing. Yeah, it really yeah. calls back. I loved it. Most of the stuff on, on Octu was all um, puppets, wasn't it? And, and actual physical effects yeah, rather than most, most of it was yeah because all, all the pogs were, were actual animatronics yeah and the um, the caretakers the caretakers yeah. and even the the blue milk thing looked like a, well, it wasn't sorry blue milk or green milk matt was, I don't, um, did you notice the caretakers like just in the face they didn't look like each one of them didn't look the same like they didn't have like right, very, yeah. very slightly different weren't they absolutely yeah, yeah. Like when 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 Ray like sliced the rock and they took out their fucking like trolley, <laughs> yeah, got, got a huge response both time, both times that I saw it, and they both look up at her and the one on the left looks so pissed off and yeah. the, still one holding on the, the handles, yeah, and the one on the and the one on the right just kind of like doesn't know what's going on. But like you said, man, they're they're completely different. Like their yeah. facial features are completely different. Yeah. Brilliant, love I, it. I like that a lot. I, I, are, are we done with Octu? Are we done with Jedi temples? Uh, I, uh, I think so. Good point. I think Yoda kind of closes that chapter. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think I think in in episode nine we might get the Book of the Wills or, or the the Jedi text leading Ray to another temple. Maybe we, 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 they they can't just abandon the Book of the Wills. Like that has to be something. There has to be yeah. something with the Book of the Wills. Oh no, agree. She, They're not she's abandoning got to the find books. another Kyber crystal. Just no more Arc Two is all I'm saying. No, I think Arc Two's done. I th- but I think there will be there will be another cat part of the galaxy, maybe in the unknown reaches of the galaxy where okay. smoke comes from. If there's a time jump, she's already got her new Kyber crystal. She's already done that, right? Mm-hmm. I would say yes, but I would honestly love to see a Jedi actually building their fucking lightsaber just for once in the movies. Yeah. yeah. I'm with Dan. Hey, where is Rose Tico from? Where's her planet? Like, we heard a little bit of her backstory, and she's talking about she was a planet where, like, like the First Order used it to to, to mine for ore. And I'm thinking to myself, that sounds a lot like Jeddah and what we saw with, you know, in, in Rogue One where they were mining Jeddah for kyber crystals. Yeah, yeah or even true. Kess. She could be from Kessel even, too. That They kind of have the same thing going on there with their mining. The spice mines of Kessel. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was I'm trying to look it up and see if that's known. Yeah, because like yeah. I'm sure like Wikipedia, if like if you look up Rose Tico, I'm 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 interested to find out like where she came from. And I'm not saying like I don't think she's I don't think she's related to Chirrut Mway. I don't I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying she's related to Chirrut Mway or or she's related to Base Malvis. Like they they're from the same lineage or something like that. That she's part of that family line. I'm just mm-hmm. like I'm just it's just it's kind of weird to me that. She might be from the same planet. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, especially with her sister, it did feel like she she was uh, in touch with the Force at the beginning of that when when she was lying on the gangway in the bomber and and she sort of took a took a breath and a moment and and willed that remote that garage door remote to, to fall on her. <laughs> yeah, I that, mean, that... It, it certainly felt like she was she was Force aware. That Wikipedia has nothing. Really? Oh. As far, yeah, yeah. Just the synopsis of everything that happens in the film. There's nothing any... on Rose Tico at all. No, no, no. I'm I'm right on Wikipedia. Wow. There's zero information. Huh. Mm. 
I was going to say, man, that shot when, like, Paige has been knocked out and the camera just kind of, like, pans across to a super close-up of, like, the side of her face and she just opens her eyes. It, again, just, like, nothing we've ever seen in, like, a Star Wars movie before. Just, like, gorgeous cinematography throughout this. And I know we go right back to the beginning of what we were talking about, but my God. Yeah. Like, what, what a way to start a film. It was great. It really was. I, I thought that was a great scene. I, I, what was so interesting about that to me was kind of like Ryan Johnson gave us one scene of like here's their last hope like here's this one character and she's going to do this like you know she's a regular person doing an amazing thing and yeah. you know and she sacrificed herself the bombs they hit where they needed to hit it did what it needed to do it brought down the dreadnought and the dreadnought was what but see there was a lot of sacrifice in that too and then later on we saw a scene of like you know them trying to pull off this mission where, you know, here's a small group of the, of the resistance, you know, Rose and Finn trying to pull off this mission and they, and, and things didn't go their way. Like if things would have gone their way, they would have like talked to, you know, the original code breaker. you right. Yeah. Right. And he, and, and they would have been like, Hey, you know, we're, we're we, we, uh, uh, we're friends of Maz Kanata and, uh, can you help us with this? And he's going to help them, but no. Okay. Luck, luck was not. I, it's funny, yeah. They're on a, they're on a casino planet, and luck didn't favor them. <laughs> but <laughs> but they, 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 instead, they meet DJ, and things don't go their way. And DJ sells them out and decimates a lot more of the resistance. Like this is, I think, this is the first time in a Star Wars movie where we see a small group, a small band of like the resistance or rebellion, whatever you want to call them, go on a mission. And basically fail. And yeah, he, they totally and, failed. Totally. Yeah, really badly. And and, and there's big time consequences. Like that's yeah. that's not what Star Wars has been about before. Star Wars has always been about like you know Ben Kenobi gets on top, gets in, gets into the Death Star, and, and he tur- and he turns off the shields, right? And, yeah. and 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 Finn, Finn himself gets on Starkiller Base and and gets Phasma to turn off the shields. And I mean, and and here we are, like. They get to where they need to go, you know, like, you know, we've got DJ and he's like, and, and, and Finn says it's now or never. And he, and he, and he lowers the, 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 that, that, uh, that door and they have their chance and they're surrounded and, and people die and DJ sells them out and ships explode. And it, it's, just, it's like, what the fuck? This is, this is, it's star. I'm watching Star Wars, but this is the most un-Star Wars shit that's happening. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. It, it's oh. it's it's just fresh and different, but like you said, man, it's still Star Wars. All right. Is, so you know. again, let's go back, and I'll bring this up, and then we can wrap up here shortly. Um, is JJ going to be able to land it? Is he going to be able to stick the landing, or is he just going to give, or is he just going to give everybody their Rotten Tomatoes eighty nine to ninety four percent rating for audience? scores as opposed to this divisive 56 slash whatever percent that we're looking at right now for the audience score oh man hard saying too and it's like another scary thing is like the whole into darkness of it all like star trek being so good and then jj doing a second one and it being not so good so (laughs) but i uh, i'm gonna hold out that um jj's love of star wars and wanting to make this a great bookend into this trilogy will 
we'll get something good out of this. <laughs> Are we gonna get? No, that's what I'm like. That's the thing. Like, like, like Ryan gave us something that's. T- Totally unpredictable. Like, are we just gonna like slide back into our old ways with JJ? It feels like Ryan Johnson is that exciting new girlfriend that we meet, right? And she's willing to do like, <laughs> hold on, she's willing to do like all these new different positions that we've never done before. Like, we we've been with this other girl for like you know six to eight years, and like you know it's it's basically the same thing every night. Like, um, I go down on her a little bit, then we do a little bit of missionary, we finish doggy style. Now, like this, like. <laughs> Hold on. And so it's the same thing. But like now, but now with Ryan Johnson, like we, like, like Ryan Johnson is like, Ryan Johnson's asking me to choke him. Like there's all these like new things that we're doing. So in the get, back. get the ball gag out. In ball gag. I, I, I think- I think once you open the door to doing that kind of stuff, though, like the choking and stuff, like Ryan Johnson did, he, he made it impossible for JJ to completely go back to safe. Like I think that's. I don't think JJ has any choice but to do so, at least something unexpected with the baton he's been handed at this point, right? I don't know, man. I feel like I guess I don't know. I, it's one of those things I'm worried about just going back into this, and then it's the same thing. Like it's the same predictable shit that we've always had, and like it's 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 another you know missionary, and then I'm going to finish you off, doggy, and then that's the end of the movie. I think the thing is, JJ, JJ's, um, JJ's not been left with any questions to answer. He's almost got a clean slate to do on episode nine. Yeah, he's got not got anything he needs to uh, to 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 finish up any unanswered questions. Anything anyone's going to be fan theorizing for for the next two years, okay. eighteen months, however however long it's going to be. Having said that. Is that going to be his downfall that he'll just slip into doing something really comfortable and we'll get a Return of the Jedi carbon copy? Wait, hold on, hold on. Let's go back to what Jake said. And I think this is I, – I, I love the way you set this up, Matt, because like it's – okay, Jake basic – like, okay, you, you guys have said like, you know, like um, we've seen him – start star trek okay and then we saw into darkness and it just didn't land and and like basically he like it was a follow-up to like what he did from the original star trek film um it was a follow-up to that film this actually feels like something ended here and we started something completely new to like where we've like answered a bunch of questions and we're going to get a whole completely new different film and that's basically like what jj gave us with the force awakens um I'm worried about like like I can understand. Yeah, but we need we need closure here. Closure though, too. We need, we need an exactly. I was going to go there too. Like the more I'm thinking about this, is like we need a satisfying and an satisfying end. Yeah, it has to end. Yeah, but like, is the Skywalker saga going to end with this? Like, that's I, why it's so bizarre how Ryan Johnson ended it, and that's yeah. kind of I think why at first I may have misinterpreted it. Yeah, and because it's like that seems like how you. That seems like it should be the last scene of an episode nine. Yeah. See, I feel like Ryan Johnson set this up to, like, end the Skywalker saga for, like, episode nine. But it's totally up to J.J. if we're to believe if he wants to – if he wants to end it – if J.J. wants to end it in episode nine, he can. Or if J.J. wants to keep the Skywalker saga going, he can. It's up to him. Yeah. It's up to J.J. I, I think even Ryan Johnson, though, would have more to say with Kylo Ren if he was doing episode nine. So I don't think he completely closed the door on it, right? I, I, I think no, 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 no. no I'm saying be a like, really interesting character. I'm saying like after episode nine ends, like if if, if episode nine ends with Kylo Ren's death, like the Skywalker saga's over. Like he's the last yes. of the he's the last of the line. 
Yeah, and it definitely seems like they are a little bit – that seems like the most plausible theory, in my opinion, that Kylo Ren wouldn't make it past Episode Nine. Like well, all the foreshadowing is on the wall for that, right? Yeah, or, or you know, he could, he could, he could live and then, and then have babies. So. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Give me them Raylo babies. <laughs> no, no. Right. I hope Kylo Ren meets his demise now at this point. So yeah, I, don't, I want – I think that's the closure I need. Yeah, that's what I was going to say Like when we were talking about the ending a while ago is that it is, just like Matt said, it, he can do whatever the hell he wants now. You know, there is, the like you're saying, there's no questions to answer. It's just – the resistance versus the first order and how they how they're gonna finish it and that's all he's got to do he's just got to end it he's got to stick uh, the landing god i was thinking I, i'm thinking i'll be honest with you i'm thinking jj is gonna get lazy looking for the cheap tier and ray's gonna die in the next movie like you know oh, god. you know that's what you know that's what i'm thinking like you know that's the worry isn't it yeah but but and, and, and it's up yeah exactly that's definitely the worry like come on i think that's cheap I think that's cheap. <laughs> I think that's cheap if he goes for it. I, I really do. I think it's cheap. You already – hey, JJ, you already gave us the tearjerker in The Force Awakens when you killed off Han, okay? And we've already – you know, it's just one of those things where like we're all expecting – everybody's expecting Kylo to either die in the next one or Kylo Redemption. Um, the last thing we're expecting is like a Ray death. I mean – so yeah, and it almost opens the door up for that now that there's no lineage issues there. It's yeah. just like a, she's it kind of makes her a bit more expendable. Well, like uh, okay, does Kylo Re- Kylo Ren's redemption come from Ray's death? Like the fact that he kills her does that is that what brings him back from you know? No, he killed her dad. He doesn't give no. a fuck about Ray. I, I I want I want Kylo's story to be a full bad guy story from start yeah. to finish. That's what I I, I, I want ne- ne- the next episode to be Kylo going absolutely loopy with Luke taunting him and haunting him the whole way and just sending him absolutely mental. <laughs> and then just like because you, you saw you saw I mean he's a he's a yeah. petulant angry child. Yeah, you'd rather he was when Luke turned up and just like every gun fire on that man. You know, that's the that's the actions of a kid. Yeah, he's still got that mentality. And I think if if Luke can torment him enough, he's just going to go absolutely crazy. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, could we ever get could we get Luke on the horn with his fucking dad to talk to the son of a bitch? <laughs> can I get I, that I scene? Know. Can I get Anakin to fucking sit down and talk with this motherfucker? I would love it. I would love that. I would Depends love which that. Anakin you get. Oh, I don't care. If you give no, me, I'm fine with Hayden. Get if Hayden. you give me Hayden, that's fine. I just want somebody. I want somebody to talk to. To I would. I would. I want somebody that he would listen to. And I mean, I I know that this movie was kind of like like Ray kind of like learned that you can't like hold on to the past and like Kylo. I mean, that's, that's a lot of what this movie that this movie spoke about, but like, it would be interesting to have Kylo have a conversation with his, with his grandfather that he never met, even if it was Mm. Hayden. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you guys know me, I'm forever the optimist, but in this particular case, after seeing this film, I don't think JJ is going to try anything new. I really think he's going to just like do you reckon like, it's going to be a cookie cutter? I do. Death Star it won't, it, kind it won't, of doodad with it won't Ray be and Jedi. Kyle at the end. It won't be Jedi, but I think it will be predictable. And I mean, if it's not, it will just get, it, the thing that I would like is what I said at the beginning, which is that they will find some kind of uh, like a union 
and then the war would stop and there would be peace that's what i would honestly hope would happen that that kylo would actually stop the first order from trying to hunt down the fucking resistance for whatever reason and that they come to some kind of a like a ceasefire or that's, something like that. And then come on, that's boring as fuck. Yeah, whoa. I well, that's that. what I Star want. Wars Episode Nine, Switzerland. I can, I <laughs> yeah, exactly. can see maybe maybe Kylo and Ray kind of coming to a an agreement because that was kind of foreshadowed in this movie. Is that, is that you know Kylo is the dark side and Ray was brought brought up to be the light side and they are the two sides of the same. Star point Wars Episode Nine, we get to see two characters sign a peace treaty. The end. Fuck <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I want. I want all the killing to fucking stop. And That's all the- terrible. We're going, back to, we're going back to Episode One and Senate meetings. I know. <laughs> that stupid childish bullshit can stop stop fucking killing each other let's just all be friends that's why I want laser swords fucking terrible the rise of the peace treaty yeah (laughs) I just honestly I would love to see it like the pen runs out of ink and it pisses Kylo off so he starts (laughs) he starts killing people that's what I love like I honestly what I love about this this film that kind of corrects what I hated about the prequels and I'm sorry Jake is is that it takes away the angst of Kylo Ren and it turns it more into uh, conflict. That's that. That's what I, I'm more intrigued by conflict than I am internal teenaged angst. You know, and I mean, yeah. I know Kylo's not a teenager. He's in his he's in his 30s by this time in, in this trilogy. But I feel like like that inner angst that I, I think conflict is more. Interesting, and I, I know Anakin had his own version of conflict, but there there was a lot of angst within him, ex- especially with um, you know like sand people and uh, um, sand. Uh, sand sand yeah. itself. Uh, <laughs> he hates sand, <laughs> right? It gets everywhere, and <laughs> but and, 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 especially and, when you're finishing it off in doggy. <laughs> but, but I'm saying, like you know, like he had a lot of angst, especially like when it came to like you know superiors. He he did not like superiors, and I feel like Kylo, for as much as he doesn't like, um, for as for as much as he didn't respect his superior, which was Snoke. We didn't see a lot of that. He was trying, it looked like this whole time, like he was trying to garner Snoke's affection. In all actuality, there, there, there became a point in this film of The Last Jedi where like, like if, if you watch it multiple times, you see like this change in him where, 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 where Kylo outgrows him. And he's like, yeah, why? I think you, he, he, he outgrows Snoke. Like, why am I, why am I chasing after this guy's, uh, you know, like, I, I'm, I'm better than this. Like, I, yep. yeah. I, I, I can it's do, just I, like, it's I, just I like Yoda said, man. Yeah. Yoda said, we are what they grow beyond. That is the true burden of all masters. And that, yes. that aside from like the, you know, let it die, like kill it if you have to line, that thing, that is like the, the sentence which encompasses this whole damn thing. It applies it is, to Sith too, right? Exactly. Right. It applies to fucking everything and everyone. It, yes. we're, we're, move, we're like, Ryan Johnson wanted everyone to move on from what we've had and he's trying to pass like like saying the archetypes and the characters and the responsibilities down and even yeah. kylo is one of those characters as well well think you know? about it think about it like, yeah. like even the, uh, in real life like the first caveman that like you know discovered fire to you know to man finally you know getting electricity like it just 
we learn from our mistakes. We learn from our masters. We, you know, and then, and, 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 you know, there's betrayal and, and I mean, I don't know. It's, I don't know. There's so much to this film. It's an an evolution. It's an evolution of Star Wars. Yeah. I don't disagree that, uh, Kylo Ren in these movies is a more interesting and fascinating character than, uh, the portrayal of Anakin in the prequels. But I think a lot of that has to do with just, that being so predetermined too. I mean, Kylo becomes a way more fascinating character because we don't know what the end game is, you know? Yeah. We don't Whereas, know where he's going. Yeah. With Anakin, it's all just kind of spelled out for us before we've even seen the first movie. Like we kind of know where his final allegiances lie. So it makes it a little bit more of a boring. I turn think I, th- I, I don't know. There's there, there, I love George Lucas. I think, I think that he, he can be a great storyteller. I think he's a terrible director. Um, oh yeah, Adam Driver's performance is like eight million Googleplex times better than Hayden Christensen's, and and that's the thing. It's like I, you know we see space battles in this film, and like they they make sense. Like you can you can follow the action; it's easy. You watch the you know Poe at the beginning in the space battle, and it's easy to follow. And you watch the Battle of Crate, and it's like this beautiful battle. It's it's almost like the planet itself is like bleeding. And, um, it's just, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's, it's amazing. And then you watch the battles, the space battles in like the Phantom Menace and in the Clone Wars. And there's just all this crazy shit that you can't process with your brain. (laughs) Like you can't, you can't take it all in. It's just a bunch of like, 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 like lightsabers and like phasers and blasters and, and ships and like nothing. You can't, you can't follow any of the action. Like, yeah, I could flippity, flippity do bullshit. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I, and I, I don't know. There's just, I don't want to turn this into Brian hates the prequels because it's, it's not that. It's really not that. I, I don't know. I love, I love the, the I love the 40 years of Star Wars. And even I think this movie, when they talk about, you know, that one of the themes of this movie is that you learn from your failures from the past. I, I feel like the prequels are something that Star Wars has learned from is the failures of the past and, and, and the storytelling and in the prequels too, uh, to get real meta here. But, um, yeah, agreed. But, um, yep. I, 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 I love this film for what it is. I think it's daring. I think it's different. Um, I think that this is what Star Wars needed right now. I, I and I think Ryan Johnson gave us something that we needed that some people don't realize that we need this right now, and I feel like it's a daring new direction for Star Wars, and I can't wait to see what Ryan Johnson has for us with his own personal trilogy and where he's going to take it because I want to see what this guy. I hope that Disney, Matt, you kind of scared me like with what you said, like with Disney worried about the audience scores and and. And I agree because I, I do feel like Disney is very – Disney likes to please everybody, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, when you go, uh, to, when uh, you go to Disneyland, right, everything's survey-based. It's the Disney experience. They want everybody to be happy. It's basically like they, they want everyone – Disney wants – when you're at Disney World, they want you to feel like it, it's your escape. Like it doesn't matter what's going on in the outside world. Like, you know, they want you to just – that's how Disney is. It's that Disney experience. And now, now that, now you see that 58% audience score for Ryan Johnson's Star Wars The Last Jedi. 
and like, yeah, I'm, 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 Matt, I'm, I'm a little worried. I'm yeah. a little worried. Oh, like, you know, I wouldn't want to comp- compare Disney to Warner Brothers, but it's the same sort of the worry that I have is that the studio will get involved at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah. then you get problems. Well, all we know, all we know, making- all we know, Matt, is that, that Ryan Johnson slated to direct the first film, right? Mm. Right? I mean, that's, yep. I mean, they gave him the trilogy, but like, okay, so after Ryan directs the first film, Disney could make it seem just like they made it seem like Gareth Edwards directed all of Rogue yeah. One. You get another Rogue One, <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> Disney could make it seem like Ryan Johnson was heavily involved with the entire trilogy, but in all actuality, they're basically pulling, pulling back. They're, they're taking that control back. They're, they're giving it to someone else at this point. And it's not like Disney's not happy with Ryan Johnson because Ryan Johnson's been very compliant with them, right? You know? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It, yeah, it, they it, love the product. Critics love the product. So critics, I think Disney was very happy with the final result. Yeah, but it's it's that audience score because Disney likes to make the masses happy. They love to make the masses happy. So it's I don't know. It's I don't know. Oh it my may god. Also depend, you know, yeah. It may also depend on whether there's going to be a bit of a, a hierarchy shake up at Disney, which um, there may well be soon. Mm-hmm. I have on quite good authority. Yeah, um, it's one of those things where it feels like Bob Iger. Are you talking about Bob Iger? Yeah, Bob Iger wants out. Yeah, it um, feels like it feels uh, like Bob Iger has done a lot of things since he's been there, right? And it feels like this 20th century Fox thing is kind of like the the icing or the cherry on the top of the on, on top of the Sunday. Like this is it, you yeah. know? Like he, he's he's accomplished so much in his time at Disney. He's uh, you know. Basically, you know, they bought Star Wars underneath him, so they, 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 they've acquired Lucasfilm. Um, they dominate the animated universe. Uh, Pixar, you know, they, they, they bought Pixar out. You know, they, they had a deal with Pixar, and then they bought out Pixar. And now they've... Marvel, they, too. <laughs> and Marvel. And now they've bought an entire studio. And I'm talking about like like I'm talking about like a Hollywood like Hollywood legacy here like like from like the 30s fucking Fox, you know like this has been around for 80 plus years Fox mm. Studios now they own, it feels like this is kind of like him like saying like I came in I came I saw I conquered Venavidi Vici I'm out bitches. <laughs> yeah, leave, leave on a high note. Leave on a high it's not note. Not going to get much higher than this. Probably. Yeah, Bob Iger but, left his mark on Disney. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you more off air. But I was talking to one of my customers the other last week, actually on Saturday. Uh, he used to work for Disney, and he still has the ins with them. So yeah. he's actually told me that it's um, yeah, Bob Iger's once out, and their replacement is not someone that I would particularly want running oh, that sort no. of company. Because it sounds like it's just going to be another money grabbing asshole, and you know wow, the thing about Bob Iger. Yeah. I can't remember. I, I did. I can't remember the name. I can find out, but I can't remember it offhand. But it was, I, yeah, it, it didn't fill me. Like the way this uh, my customer talk was talking about him didn't fill me with confidence. Oof, so, that's scary. Yeah, it, it's it is scary. We will see. Wow, man. You know what makes me sad is every time we listen to the pop culture leftovers theme song now, I'll think about dead Admiral Akbar. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a constant reminder. Oh. I know. We, we need Ruined a trigger it. warning. He never saw that trap coming. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> oh man, yeah, that was good. One thing I did, look, just just quickly. One thing I know. What? How is it that all those ships went at exactly the same speed? Which ones? Well, they were chasing the rebel ship, and they were all going at exactly the same speed for ages. One couldn't go faster than the others because they couldn't catch them up. Uh, no, the 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 first order ships can't go as quickly because they're like the resistance ships are smaller and lighter. They say that in the uh, movie. Okay. And then and then and they keep a tactical distance from the kill range from their guns. You actually see it on yeah. one of the displays. It's like this big kind of semicircle arc that comes out. Yeah, no, I get, I get that. So, yeah, so why. why why didn't Hux go? Well, take that star destroyer and light speed just in front of them and turn around. And that's it. Done. Do you do you know how far you go when you go light speed? <laughs> yeah, you, can, you can't make those short little jumps like that. Oh, okay. You have to punch in coordinates yeah. I did. so you can get somewhere. I did like how Hux said, "Like we'll just keep blasting them so that we know that so that they know we're here." Yeah, yeah. Don't let them forget. <laughs> yeah, and I I love that because I keep thinking to myself, like even though they've got those shields up, like. The people inside there, once if they constantly are getting bombarded by blasts, that's got to be nerve wracking, right? So, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That was another thing that like some people have brought up on reviews. Why didn't they just speed up to catch them up? And it's actually explained in the film why that doesn't happen. Yeah. Obviously, they didn't either watch it enough or listen one or the other. Or oh, they're stupid. Well, I yeah, wasn't going to say that. I'm just stupid. <laughs> I, guys I, I think we, this what's crazy about this movie is this is this is fucked up i feel like this is the man of steel of star wars movies because mm. it's 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 a movie that not everybody's going to agree upon and it's a movie that people are going to talk about for years i i really I think so i do i i feel like this has left its mark i feel like ryan johnson has left his mark on the star wars universe and it will never be the same again i feel like like most of like the Star Wars movies are about like um, mystery, 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 mystery. What's that mean? What's that mean? And I feel like Ryan Johnson showed us so much. He showed us a lot, but then like he also pulled away a lot. It's cra- I don't know how to explain it. I think we've seen I think we've seen a lot in this movie that we've never seen in any other Star Wars film. And people are just like, no, I didn't want to see that. I, I, that's, that's not what I wanted, that's not what I wanted to see. That's no. not what I wanted, exactly. And I was thinking that too, Dan. I was one of those people when I'm watching this, and I was thinking to myself, Luke wouldn't do that. And it, I thought it was crazy because, like, they talked to Mark Hamill in an interview about, like, his character, and Mark was talking about, like, how in the 60s, like, you know, they were, they, they, there was all these revolutions in the sixties, you know, like, you know, like, you know, people fighting against racism and people fighting against sexism and all these things. And like, look at where we are today. We're still fighting those things. Like things haven't changed. Like things have changed, but things haven't changed. Like we're still fighting racism. Yeah. We're still fighting sexism. And so at the end of Return of the Jedi, when like Luke destroys like the second Death Star, he brings his father balance. His father brings balance to the force and kills the emperor and you know they're they're all celebrating on uh you know the forest moon of endor and we think like everything's all fucking gravy and shit and here we are 30 years later and um you know 
it's, it's, it's still happening. It's still shit. And that's, that's the world that we live in today. Like we're, we're fighting, we're, you know, like, you know, back in the sixties, they were fighting against these things. You know, you had, you know, you had people, you know, starting revolutions against racism and, and sexism and, and all the isms. And like, and we're still, we still have those problems today. It's like, it's, it's inherent in our nature to be fucking assholes. Some of us. And yeah. it, it's balanced, dude. Yeah, and so like Luke, and like like Luke feels that he failed, and he feel he feels that he that he failed Ben Solo, and um, and so you can see kind of like why it would drive him crazy. I I guess I I just I guess I had I, the biggest problem I had for me was like the the visual of seeing Luke holding a lightsaber, getting ready to kill to, ch- to kill a child, or, or yeah. He, yeah, I, not I a child, once, but like he, he I, I had he, a problem with it at first, but I thought they made it work for me by the yeah. time we got Luke's interpretation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shit. I mean, for me, it was because he said he was basically going to put him down because he saw all the pain and suffering that he was going to cause, like when he like read him. Yeah. So for so for me, it was again just like Luke said, man. It was like. It was a moment of pure instinct. He thought, "I've got to stop this." Yeah, but, and then but, but he, and then he, immediately decided not to. But he stopped. Yeah, I know. It's oh, it just fu- it fucked with me. It did fuck with me. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not, it, I'm gonna... it fucked with me too. Until the first time I watched it, until we saw Luke's version. Yeah, I was like, "This is fucked up." Yeah, Luke would <laughs> fucking do that. I, I just couldn't believe it, and I don't know why. I was just instantly buying into Kylo's side of the story, like it was like a given. But you know, I'm swept up in the movie so i just wasn't thinking of anything else i'm just going along with all the stuff you know yeah. so yeah i wow. do like the fact that this this whole film showed us that the characters that we know and love are fallible you know it's not it's not good and bad like people waver that's the way things are and luke doing that he he had a, a moment of weakness it passed within a couple of seconds but look what it fucking cost him it's it it's brilliant it's all about consequence and you know like and chance as well like you were saying earlier brian with dj and everything sometimes shit just fucking happens and this movie is definitely like telling us that like this yeah. not all hunky-dory in the star wars universe all the time yeah yeah it's not. I don't know, I, and I don't know where this next movie's going. Like, no. <laughs> it's one of the, like, like, like uh, Jake. You're talking about like a time jump. Like, I mean, it's, I, it's. I would like to say, yeah, we're we're gonna jump ahead five, six years, but like, this is the first Star Wars movie where we didn't do a time jump. Like it, like it start, it picks up like right where it left off with like Ray on the island. This is also the first movie where, like, we get a flashback. Like, in the last film, that was not a flashback. That was like a force vision through a through an artifact through through yeah, Luke. Yes, that was a that was a force vision, and, and 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 this was an actual flashback that we got. These were not these were not force visions. Like, Luke wasn't touching Ray's forehead and being like, uh, "Yeah, here's your little force vision. This is what happened." No, that's, <laughs> no, no. Like that's not what fucking happened here, right? Hey, do you yeah, think? Yeah, and Kylo you, didn't do that either. So, do you think? Okay, so like, like we finally got like legit proof that like Leia Organa had the Force. She she had the like she could use the Force. Like we knew she was Force sensitive, but like for people that needed definitive proof, now they have it. Do you think? <laughs> do you think that that Leia? Would give herself force gasms. 
<laughs> hey, we, we've definitely got into the last bit of the show, haven't yeah. we? Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the answer is yes, because she's got a busy docket, and you saw how hard it was being in a relationship with Han Solo. I don't think, as General Leia, then that's the only way to go. She don't need no man. She ain't got time for that. Did you guys notice a little bit of flirtation between her and Holdo? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they they both were going to say, uh, may the force be with you at the same time. And they were just like, oh, oh you thought that was flirting. That was totally – because we know Holdo is gay. We like they, That's like one of the – that one of the things that in 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 uh, the, that was in the novelization, the novelization, the the Leia Princess of Organa or whatever they called it, right? No, uh, yeah. yeah, Princess Organa. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Princess of Alderaan is what they called it. Uh, Leia Organa, Princess of Alderaan. That book, I haven't read it, so. But yeah. Oh, I I didn't read it like that at all. There you go. I totally, <laughs> I totally thought, I totally thought that Holdo had like some feelings for. For Leia, like she, like I don't know. I it felt like some like workplace. Um, I felt like this was like a Harvey Weinstein moment between. Oh, don't get into that. That's oh, getting dangerous. Yeah, no. <laughs> I would say I would say from like no knowing, knowing the book, yes, from her side, but not. I don't think it was reciprocated. I it was just like a funny moment, yeah. and then Leia wasn't the one to say it to say goodbye. Oh my god, I loved it when both Jake and Matt were like, "Oh god, Brian, don't go there." No. <laughs> I have nothing to add to this joke. Yeah. I'm out. I don't give a shit. I went there. Fuck it. I don't. Fuck it. I don't give a fuck. But I, no, it, it's a joke, people. Anyway, but no, I, I feel like there was a little bit of uh, I like the movie didn't have the balls to like make Admiral Holdo gay. You know what I mean? Like I I hate it when shit. I hate it when movies do that. Like you find out after the fact. Like oh, Dumbledore's gay, you know? Like yeah, what what uh, what other movie just did that? Uh, Thor just did that. Yeah, with uh, Tessa Thompson being bisexual. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, it doesn't matter worth a shit if you don't actually have the balls to show it in the movie. Yeah, why 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 say it then? Like why say it? Like if you're not going to show it in the movie, why say it? So yeah, it's it's stupid. Yeah, because like they did not show it in the Last Jedi. Like like at the end of the day, like if I would have been like. If I were to talk to, like, the random person on the street about, like, they just saw the movie, casual fan, and asked them, like, you know, Admiral Holdo's sexuality, they have no clue. They definitely could tell – they could not tell me that she was gay in that movie. And that – They would say they would say purple hair, definitely gay. Yeah, they would. <laughs> right. Yeah. Give away. But at, but at the end of the day, does it even matter? No. Exactly. Oh, no. No. Not a fucking bit. I mean, it matters to her if she's trying to get with Leia. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, we just uh, come out of a force coma. Uh, just very, very quickly, did we didn't touch on when the Falcon comes back on crate, did we? No, I love that. I I will never get. I don't care how many times I see the Millennium Falcon show up and save the day. It doesn't matter. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I love Kylo pointing and calling it junk. The call back to the junk again. Yeah. Shoot that piece the of garbage. Junk. Out yeah. of the sky! Such a good line. And then I, I love it when, like, he pulls Finn. all the fighters away. And, yeah, Finn, he goes, wow, they hate that shit. They hate that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. 
Oh man, it's really easy to distract the first order. That was a lesson that Ryan Johnson taught me throughout this entire <laughs> yeah. movie. There was many examples of how easy you could just wave something shiny at them. <laughs> yeah, it's they're very distractible. That yeah, lot. it's definitely easy to to distract Kylo Ren. For yeah. Jesus Christ, I changed to DJ. Then fuck, what's wrong with me? Oh, and Hux too. Hux too. Hux is just as bad. Oh Do yeah. You think, hey, uh, um, has Kylo Ren ever gotten some ass? Um, not that we've seen. He's still a virgin. That that may explain all the emo <laughs> frustration. Yeah. Oh my That's god. It. He ain't getting none. Kylo. Yeah. They ought to call him Kylo Pent Up. Jesus. Come on. <laughs> First one ain't giving it up to him. Kylo Blue Balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did you guys find um Snoke's seat the CG on Snoke? Uh, I thought it was good. Brilliant. His teeth I it was gross. fucking amazing. But I right. just seen a, a thing on Facebook saying it was it was akin to um Stephen Wolf. Oh fuck yeah, off! Get out of here! Yeah, get out of here! He he looked. I, I'm not even joking. I was just, uh, just doing a post on Facebook saying that that Snoke's was really that bad. Oh, he I looked. Like, oh, I, I thought he looked. Uh, I thought. I thought. I thought he looked tremendous. I thought he looked great. I thought he looked amazing. Yeah, it looked like it. He looked like Hugh Hefner fucked a shrew. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. That's 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 a very great description. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. <laughs> Especially with that whole new robe look. <laughs> Shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's all I could think about. But, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, the last Jedi! Amazing. The last Jedi. Smoke action figure now. Hey, so the next movie, and uh, do you guys, do you guys have any uh, predictions for titles? What's crazy? Yeah, yeah. Because like I was thinking to myself, like I was like, oh man, you know, in uh, in the Force Awakens, the title for this movie is in that in the in the crawl. Are they gonna Are they gonna do that shit again? And I was like, no. Mm. I was like, no. The only thing I could think of, like, they kept, like, Leia kept talking about the spark of the rebellion, uh, the spark of the resistance, and then, like, and, and then she kept saying, like, lost hope. The only thing that I could think of is, like, Star Wars Episode Nine, lost hope. Like, the first movie was a new hope, and the last movie is lost hope. And I was like, man, that's the only thing I can think of, but I still don't think I like, that I like it. how you're thinking of having it being, like, symmetrical like that. I like that. Yeah, that's all I got. The new, new hope, no? <laughs> I, I like that, too. The I like n- the all-new, all-different hope. <laughs> the Star, Star Wars, the signing of the treaty. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> the most boring Star Wars movie ever. <laughs> the peace treaty, yeah. <laughs> Book of secrets. How about this, Jake? Um. How about this Star Wars, all true, all different? <laughs> Nice, I like it. <laughs> um, spark of hope. Um, Star Wars Episode Nine, missionary style. Oh shit! <laughs> the conception of Snoke, a Star Wars story. Oh, no, 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 no! Star Wars Episode Nine, choke Snoke. Choke my Snoke. Um, Force choke my Snoke. I like like Star Wars Episode Nine. Ray's Bay. Oh, Ray's Bay. (laughs) Hey, do people still poke each other on Facebook? Uh, I don't know. Who the fuck? Remember that shit? 
Never poked <laughs> anyone on Facebook. I like. I think four times in the entire existence of Facebook, I clicked into the screen where you see that people are poking you, and it's like people have poked me, and I haven't noticed for like two years. And yeah. it's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. What, 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 fuck off. what is what is what does poking accomplish in the Facebook? Uh, getting realm? someone's attention, I think, was the original intent. But All right. You know that poke in England means to shag, right? Means to have sex with. Yeah, have a poke. Yeah, exactly. Pokey doke. I don't think they thought about that. No, not at all. You have just poked your friend's wife. (laughs) Didn't really really look at that. (laughs) All right, guys, 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 if you could have one thing, we'll end it on this. I don't know, unless you guys have anything else. Uh, If you could have one thing happen. In Star Wars Episode Nine, what would it be? Ooh, man, that's a good question. That's a good question. I want Finn to have a good storyline. Ooh, that's hard. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's, there's nothing I want. I'm, I'm completely open to anything they, they chuck at me now. Um, gonna go with an epic Kylo Ray lightsaber battle for definite. And yeah, I definitely want Luke as a Force ghost. <laughs> that's yep. That's my. That's me. That's uh, that's yeah. exactly what I was gonna say. Is Luke Force ghost? Because you guys realize that no lightsabers clashed in this movie, right? Except for the flashback. That was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they used lightsabers to fight, but they didn't fight each other with yeah. them ever. Oh my yeah. god! When Ray. Was holding Kylo's lightsaber. Uh, yeah, I loved that too. It, it oh, did not last. Yeah, it didn't last long. But I was like, "Oh my god, Ray is fucking holding Kylo's lightsaber." <laughs> I loved it when she threw him her lightsaber and yeah, he fucking and he shot t- it like a gun in the guy's face. Flicked it on through his head. That was oh, awesome! Oh my that god, awesome. I loved it. I loved oh, it. Look- also, Matt, just it looks so much better in 3D as well. Yeah, that fight I, it, was a lot more epic. I, I, I am going to be going. The only reason we didn't go to start with is because there, there was such a problem with the fucking booking lines when I was trying to book tickets originally that I just said, look, just book 2D and I'll be happy. Yeah. So, um, but I will be going next week. Hey, going to see it in 3D IMAX. Guess what, everybody? No Death Star. Yay! There's a little one. There's a little one, little one. Death Star technology, though. We couldn't fully escape. Oh, yeah. Death Star Jr., you know, like. Yeah. Fisher Price bringing you Death Star Jr. My first Death Star. (laughs) I mean, we didn't have a Death Star, but everyone found a shitload to complain about, that's for sure. We still still could not say the term Death Star, though. Hey, guys, it's the Death Star starter kit. <laughs> oh man! All right, hey, this is uh, this has been our last Jedi episode. I don't know. I've had a shit fun ton. I, I had a shit fun a ton. I had a yeah. I had a shit ton of fun. Uh, but there um, you go. Yeah, yeah. Words, it. words, talking weird. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm sure we're going to have more to say about this movie in the coming weeks. I'm sure we're going to be like reading more theories and like hearing more theories. I'm sure there's like Easter eggs we've missed. 
Like, and I'm sure that there's things that like we should have covered in this episode that we didn't cover that we're going to hear about from our listeners. But you know what? There's, I don't know. It, it, we can't do everything. We'll, we'll, we'll circle back to it. Oh, I had emails. I had emails. Should I finish it on the emails? Yeah. Oh, no. yeah go on. Oh. <laughs> Jake doesn't want emails. I, I do. I feel bad for the people that sent like um that 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 did send last Jedi emails that aren't on our last Jedi okay. episode. Okay, is everyone okay? Should we take a break and come back to emails? Let's yes. do that. If we're Let's, gonna do emails, I gotta pee. Let's take a quick break, <laughs> we'll come back, do emails, and then we'll wrap up the episode. Yes. <laughs> back we're gonna read your emails and then bounce the fuck out of here uh this email comes from tasuj and it's titled the last two years of listening to pcl hey leftovers i just saw the last jedi so spoilers are ahead and wanted to give my two cents but before that i want to mention that i started listening to pcl two years ago when looking for a podcast about the force awakens i wasn't looking for a new podcast to listen to week to week and yet here i am two years later I've been listening to podcasts for over a decade now, and somehow what you guys do has me listening to you guys first with every week. Because your episodes are so long, and I only listen to you guys when I'm driving or at the gym, I fall behind on other podcasts I enjoy. My PCL Army gimmick, which I'm really grateful to have, is... Me leaving a four-star review. Four stars. <laughs> I know. Pursues with this fucking four-star review. Uh, but I think if I'm honest, you guys deserve five stars just by the fact that you've become part of my weekly routine. Hey, Sush, never change your four-star. Always keep it a yeah, four-star, buddy. That was good. That was a great email. Yeah, but I'm glad to have you as part of the army, dude. He's really not. He's not. It. He's not done. He's not done. He goes on. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, he has, oh, no. He wants to talk. No, about, this guy just goes on and I, on. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, him and his thoughts and opinions. Anyway, he goes on to say, "I loved the Last Jedi. It broke the formula and innovated. That's what good movies do. Although I'm sad to see Luke and." Any real connection to the old Jedi die with him. I'm intrigued to see Rey become this uh, progenitor or messiah-like figure as she starts a new mythology for the Jedi. I'm not at all religious, but I can't help but see parallels to Jesus or Muhammad as they were outcasts who came from nowhere special but started something new. In this way, I think it's fitting that her parents are no one special. Was it just me, or did that stable boy in the end use the force to bring that broom to his hand? Although the Skywalkers seem to be at their end, um, keep up the great work to Suge. Um, some great points here. Yeah, I never even thought about the religious aspect that he brought up. Um, yeah, people have for a long time tried to like decipher Star Wars with religion, especially with the aspects of the Force and the Jedi. Well, yeah, and that's it's why... It's a really I, fascinating topic. That's why I, I, I felt like Lucas was kind of... He, punk, he punked out a little bit when he, when he gave us midi, <laughs> when he gave us midi-chlorians, right? 
and he turned it yeah. into, and he turned Agreed. it to science because yep. I, I feel like he felt like you know he he caved into that pressure of people like are you trying to make the force a religion and he's like no it's all about science and i was like <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah i totally agree and, yeah. Dude, the, you know, the force you know, the force is a rep- it's mystical spiritual and scientific at the same time. That's exactly, why it's so fucking awesome. Exactly, dude. Leave the science to Gene Roddenberry, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> We're not here for that shit. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck off with that midichlorian bullshit. Oh, my God. What a midichlorian. My, fuck it. Between midichlorians and unobtainium, him and James Cameron Google <laughs> fuck themselves for that crap. Anyway. Yes. Um... <laughs> but yes, to choose you are completely correct. Moon Starboy does grab the broom with the force. Yes, he does. Moon Starboy. Can't wait. For- Ryan Johnson's next trilogy. <laughs> Moon Starboy. Moon Starboy. Moon Starboy. Star <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I just I think we just nailed John Williams' score for that movie too. <laughs> Dan, your your tones on that were amazing. I, I don't think I even need the London Symphony Orchestra anymore. <laughs> I'm not going to quit my day job. That's for sure. Hey, who is this? Who is this come from i don't even know who this is from this is come the email comes from um okay here we go uh it's titled uh, i have to fucking talk about star wars to somebody saw it alone spoilers ahead uh hi brian my name is john uh but if you want corp corpse fucker is fine wow okay <laughs> okay corpse this, right. went, this got dark real quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I want to hear the rest of this email. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah, that, only, only our emailers would do this shit, right? I know, right? You don't listen to but like – But my a, friends refer to me as corpse fucker. You know, yeah. You don't listen to like like some respectable Star Wars <laughs> podcast out there and they're like, yeah, but you can call me corpse fucker. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this week on The Nerdist, we've got an email from corpse fucker. <laughs> may the may the force be with you and if it's not you're dead and i've probably stuck my dick in your ass um may the corpse be with you yeah uh, uh hi. i think you killed kirby <laughs> <laughs> obviously you don't have to read this on air it's your podcast fuck me no no <laughs> Anyway, he, uh, that's, no, we're not dead. We're not dead. Uh, LOL. But it is kind of long, so feel free to cut out anything that you want. I don't give a shit. Uh, hey guys, I've been listening since episode. He's trying to make jokes here. I'm gonna cut that out. Um, Good. Yeah. <laughs> Number one, I am so fucking glad they killed Snoke. I'm tired of the theories. Plagueis can suck a ball sack. Let yeah. the, let the past die. Kill it if you must. Great scene. That's my boy. That's uh, my what boy. What Plagueis can suck a ball sack? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ray, Ray said that, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. my favorite line. <laughs> then they they played Ray's theme like right after that that quote. <laughs> <laughs> Plagueis can suck a ball sack. I don't know about you guys, but like honestly, like it was, it was so, it was, it was so cool. Just like here's like Ray, 
this 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 young girl from Jakku, and here she is. She's in the lion's den. Like when we get that scene, like of her in like Snoke's throne room, and it, it felt like it, it it was like you know to get back to I guess to get back to the Bible, like Daniel in the lion's den. It felt like here's this girl from Jakku, and oh my, it was just crazy. Here's she, Praetorian guards. And I, I, I just, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe she's she's put herself in this fucking position. Yeah, again, she's just like searching for answers, wants to understand, and she is fucking just all out to just do whatever the hell. Yeah, awesome. it reminded me. It it reminded me more of like instead of Empire, anything from Empire, it reminded me more of like Return of the Jedi, like when Luke is there. Yeah, and you know he's. He's, you know, standing with his father and, like, hoping that his father will turn to the light side. And that's basically what she did for Kylo here, you know? Yep. And it didn't turn out that way. Kylo didn't turn to the light side. He just was like... he <laughs> looked, fuck. Yeah, he looked, yeah. At, he looked at the abandoned throne of, like... I don't know. He looked at like 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 the three four pieces of Snoke sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be great. Wouldn't it have been great if like if they would have shown like 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 one of the like somebody sh- like trying to put Snoke back together. Like that. <laughs> He's okay. Did you guys notice like like there was like there was like uh, he was split in two, but like he still had like an arm like resting. His hand. His yeah, hand you, was still there, and you yeah. could see his fucking ring. His fucking ring on his hands like that big black ring did you guys hear like uh the the star wars visual dictionary said that that ring um that black stone that's in his ring is from the bedrock on mustafar from darth vader's um castle oh that's cool yeah nice yeah anyway what's they say that in the new is there a new visual dictionary yeah the last jedi new dictionary Oh, you can get that already too. Yeah, that's uh, there's leaked pages or something. I don't know if you can buy it yet, but yeah. See, if I was over Jake, we could have gone to Barnes and Nobles and picked that shit up like last time. I'm looking it up on Amazon right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there was. Oh, what was the other rumor? Like uh, when when Luke when they showed like the compass and you saw all the stuff in like Luke's room on Octu, there was the um, what was it? The the pendant, the leather pendant with the yeah. red crystal. And like people were saying like like um the okay, so yeah, this is from Screen Rant. Um Star Wars The Last Jedi, the visual dictionary reveals a different past. This the gem is still a fragmented Sith lightsaber crystal, but it didn't belong to Luke or his father. It's a recovered Jedi Crusader pendant which refers to only one corner of Star Wars canon. So they're trying to basically say that this this could bring Darth Revan into canon. But oh, I, think, God. I think it's kind of a stretch. Um, yeah. We don't need that. Yeah. That was, yeah, thou- no. that was thousands of years ago. Just leave that alone. As much as I love Knights of the Old Republic, that is, that's a whole other time and place. We don't need that in this. So Corpse Fucker goes on to say... <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that name. Loved, uh, loved the Luke Force hologram fight. I knew something was up when he pulled out the blue lightsaber, which yep. had been broke moments earlier by Ray and Ren. But I got caught up in the excitement and forgot all about it one second later. Uh, number three, the R2D2 foreshadowing jab where he plays the recording of Leia 
trying to contact Obi-Wan was a bit ham-fisted. That being said, I was glad Kylo didn't kill him, and he died because he fulfilled his purpose. Tupperware that shit. Um, <laughs> Tupperware the movie and hope it's a Tupperware party on the show. Fuck you, Frank, for Doctor Strange. <laughs> wow. Holding a grudge there. <laughs> he says, uh, he read books. Knowledge is power, damn it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you guys think of Space Flying Leia? I call her Mary Poppins. Uh, we already talked about that. Um, I mixed feelings. I think Dan and Jake are fine with it. I I, I had mixed. I, had, I thought it looked stupid, but it still connected with me emotionally. And Matt just didn't like it. And I think it was not, I didn't like it. I just thought it could have been handled differently, and, and it would have been. It wouldn't have been quite as silly. I, I think they Shut should. Shut up! Have... You hated it. I didn't hate it. I don't hate anything. One of one of my biggest problems with the movie was. Yeah, yeah that was it, and I still didn't hate it. I still didn't sit there and go, "Fucking, I hate this." It was like that was the biggest problem, and it was only it's only a minor minor grievance. Yeah, no, I mean, after the, after we wrap oh, this episode, I hate R two D two. Jake knows that. After we after we wrap this episode, Matt could say like one of my biggest problems with this episode was judgmental Dan, but I don't hate, <laughs> but I don't, but I don't hate that's not, Dan. Not, not a problem with the episode. That's a problem with my life. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> uh, he goes space flying Leia. He goes on to say uh, he or she goes on to say I don't know um, how I feel about that yet. Oh, his name's John. It wouldn't be a chick. I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping it. With a name name of corpse fucker, I'm hoping it's a dude. Really, <laughs> you never know. You know, I don't know why, but being a female corpse fucker just makes it so much worse. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get them hard. Hey, hey, well, did it, guys, did it we're living. We're living in. A, <laughs> we're living in a new world. Um, I don't know Equal how rights. I feel about that yet. You probably already talked about it, so uh, so fuck that question. Uh, Force grabbing broom, kid? Question mark. I think this is basically Disney saying. We're not stopping at nine, and this shit's going to go on forever. I think that this is gonna. I think they're gonna have a uh, uh, Star Wars Mary Poppins movie. I think he's the next chimney sweep, and we already we already <laughs> see, we already you don't saw. reckon it's going Sorcerer's Apprentice yeah. way, but a Fantasia with the Force. <laughs> Fantasia <laughs> with the Force. Um, Mary Poppins comes out next Christmas. Maybe it's we don't know, but it's a Star Wars crossover. <laughs> Mary Poppins' a Star Wars story. Oh God! Um, yeah, and her <laughs> her umbrella is going to be a fucking lightsaber. Um, <laughs> I think this is basically Disney saying we're not stopping at nine, and the shit's going to go on forever. Uh, quote: Let the past die, kill it if you must. Old extended universe. Cough, cough. Definitely going to watch it again, but I already have a rewrite. Our leaders are dead. Anybody have any ideas? Yeah, he's. Quote and shit. Uh, uh, what? Wow. And then, oh yeah. Then he just got a. He's got a, like a bunch of like old PCL callbacks and shit. Uh, yeah. is this, this is still corpse fucker. Yeah, we're done with him. Uh, thank you. No, thanks. <laughs> thanks for taking the time out to write that stuff so I could read it. That's awesome. Thank you, Eric yeah, Marable. Great job, guy. Yeah, great job. Eric Marable says a uh, sends an email, uh, uh, and he goes uh, on. Here we it, go. It's titled "The Last Jedi" appropriately, and he goes on to say, "Hey guys, I watched The Last Jedi last night in 3D. It was the best 3D I have seen since Avatar. Maybe better, but what the fuck did I watch? It was like." An intergalactic O.J. Simpson Bronco chase. That was the MacGuffin question mark. 
a space race at impulse speed until they run out of gas? Question mark. Finn and Rose ran a fool's errand that was totally useless. Unless you didn't see Okja and needed to be told animal cruelty is bad. Uh, Rose did it, not. Except for fish. Don't forget fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Luke, no, Luke, Luke went total Tom Hanks castaway in this movie, right? He did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can be a pescatarian. It's fine. But just don't eat like porgy chicken. It's fine. Yeah. Don't eat pork. <laughs> yeah. Because like Chewbacca got pork shamed. Anyway. <laughs> pork shamed. Not <laughs> a porg. Yeah, he got uh, that's that's the ultimate definition of being pork shamed by a <laughs> yeah. uh, porg. Uh Rose did not give a good performance in my opinion either. He actually thinks that her name she's actually Rose. Like her name's not <laughs> Kelly Marie Tran. Like that's she, like <laughs> Rose Rose did not give a good performance in my opinion either. Yeah. Yeah, how was Luke's performance? Uh, <laughs> who is this Mark Hamill person you keep speaking of? I only yeah. know of Luke. Um, <laughs> is there any? Is there anything BB-8 cannot do? Uh, machine gun, casino coins, hog tie guards, hijack, hijack at oh, uh, hijack ATST, and give himself giant Darth Maul legs. Uh, Phasma went out like a chump and proved she is worse. Then Boba Fett, who is not redeemed by Crystal Foxes. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, that is He's true. Got, if I'm going to agree with anything, it's that. Uh, yep. Luke's attitude and motivations, emotions, they were all over the place for me. Mostly because of the forced humor. Um, anytime you, Anytime somebody says forced humor... In Star Wars. Yeah, they didn't joke about the Force at all. They were yeah. very serious about yeah, the Force. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, he goes on to say, shit, I'm done with this email. Typing this out has just pissed me off. May the Force be with you. Uh, <laughs> Can't mm. say that after you just wrote an email like that. Yeah, Eric Eric did not like this movie, so. Yeah. I think we need a bigger of pile many... of hate before we start responding to hey, it. Hey, Jake, can you talk about my seat number for the show that we went to? Oh, yeah, H8, the hate seat. Yeah. So, yeah, we gave it specifically to him because he couldn't wait until nine to see it with the rest of us. Uh, Yeah, what's hilarious is, like, I have been uh, christened Darth Brian on uh, some past episodes of Pop Culture Leftovers. And the seat that I had for our showing uh, that I saw with Jay and Jake uh, was H8, hate. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, let the hate flow through me. I, I still have the ticket. I'll take a screenshot of it, and I'll put it on uh, the Pop Culture Leftovers Facebook page. But uh, we are going to end this episode. That's all the emails that we have. I want to thank Dan and Matt for joining us. Um, Dan, uh, where else can people listen to you? Can they listen to you anywhere else? Are you doing anything? No. No, you're not doing anything. I, Matt, you're doing, <laughs> you're doing a preacher podcast. Uh, yeah, we're me and Ty Purvis are doing the Humperdoo review. Um, we are. I think we've only just put the second episode out. We're having having trouble with scheduling, with time zones and bullshit like that. But we're going to yeah, record yeah. a couple of episodes over Christmas. The Humperdoo review. It's like yeah, that's the thing. It's like you know, I I love the Leftover Army because like we get to talk to people from all over the fucking world. But like you know, sometimes I'm I'm, I'm going to bed. You guys are waking up. It's crazy. Yep, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, it's wild. Yeah. All right, yeah, thanks a lot, Dan, for coming on. And Matt, you know, fuck off. 
that's okay. I, I did want to say thank you guys so much for uh, for having us on because I really needed to talk about this one yeah. even even more so than a Force Awakens. This has been an absolute blast. Obviously, yeah, it's a shame that. Awesome Obviously, it's a shame I couldn't be there in person, but, yeah, you know, fucking yeah. hell. Star Wars, guys. Jesus Christ. I, I, when, I, when I thought to myself, when I thought to myself, it was like, it was like one of those things where on the first, the, you know, for The Force Awakens, Dan, we had you on. You were here in person. You know, of course, we had the champagne and everything. But, like, for this episode, I was like, who else could we have that I know that is a big Star Wars fan? And it was like, oh, Jake's Jedi Council podcast yeah <laughs> it just made sense so yeah i, I again I, I gotta thank matt kirby for joining us tonight dude so. it was a pleasure i've had an absolute blast all right guys I, you guys get some fucking sleep and uh listeners will be back next week and we'll probably talk about this uh this fox disney bullshit right Oh, definitely. Lots to unpack there, and we'll probably know a lot more in seven more days, too. Exactly. We've talked about it a little bit, so it's like now the deal's final, so it's nothing new that we didn't know. So, All right, guys, and just like all good leftovers say in their doggy bags, thank you for your patronage, and thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. Already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before and we don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good it, toss it, good it, do we love it? Hey, let's face it, paint, erase it, let's embrace it Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carry over, counterculture, push over Pop culture Leftovers Cool kids, what's his name's already been said. Let's go, pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Podcasts that are original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. Trap. Good it, toss it, good it, do we love it? Hey, let's face it, hey, erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture.
leftovers.